And we're back with not just any normal episode of graphic content, no true believer. This is graphic content actually playing. Yes, it's a new feed that we're debuting right now, which explores another one of my hobbies. Yes, I am into not just one thing geeky, comic books. I'm into plenty of other things geeky. I'm into sci-fi and fantasy novels, movies, television, however I can consume it. And one of the ways that I consume all things nerd is with tabletop role-playing games. Some of you might have heard the term tabletop RPGs from a little something called Dungeons & Dragons, which has been around for 40-something years. And uh, it's basically where a bunch of nerds sit around a table and uh, put numbers down on a piece of paper which uh, denote what a character can do. And they act through a session of what's essentially make-believe for grown-ups. A dungeon master, or otherwise known as a game master, would put forth a scenario in front of the players, and they will try to act through it, and using the rules that the game master or dungeon master adjudicates, um, finds out whether or not their characters are successful in doing things like kicking down the door, slaying the monster, and stealing its stuff, and saving the princess. That, um, that, that last one isn't really in a lot of games. It's more about getting the stuff. Well, we're doing a little bit slightly different game, and this is from a company called Evil Hat Games. It is the fate-accelerated role-playing game, and it's a looser format game that is about the story and allowing the imaginations of the game master and his or her players to just run wild. So our friend Isaac, Mike, Brian, and myself got together, oh, with another young man by the name of Carter. The four of us played in Isaac's game, which can best be described as sort of horror slash supernatural noir. And uh, we had a really good time building our characters for this as well as getting an idea about what Isaac wants to run us through. So this is what we call a zero session. And a zero session is where you build your characters, talk about kind of the game that you want to have, because again, Fate Accelerated isn't about any one particular setting. It's about you know uh, providing a structure to the imagination of the game master and allowing people to interact with that imagination. I had a really good time doing this with my friends. I hope you have an equally good time listening to this. And uh, I hope that we can do more actual plays of this and other games here on graphic content. So without further ado, here's Isaac with the first session of the Fate Accelerated Edition RPG. Um, I am going to be running a urban, fantasy, vaguely horror noir game. That's what's happening. So I have an excerpt that I would read, but I can't for various reasons. Uh, So I will try to recount it. Uh, From memory, it starts... Hey. Yeah, you. Come here. Have a seat. I've seen you before. Oh, no, wait, wait. No, I just know your type. You're new, right? Fresh off the boat, er, car, train, what have you. Anyway, why don't you sit down? You need to get out of the way anyhow. Look at this prick coming down the street. Young fella, all this metal shit in his face. Yeah, looks like an asshole. 
But look at his hand. Yeah, you see that ring? It's a class ring. He goes to the school, if you know what I mean. Very uh, liberal arts, ha fucking ha. They put out about a dozen or more burnouts for each hedge wizard, sorcerer, or fucking meddler that comes out of that place. And not one of them stable as a fucking straw house in a hurricane. Anyway, watch him pass. See the guy he's walking by? Yeah. I bet you dollars to donuts. Temperature drops 20 degrees when they cross each other. He's risen, the other guy. As in, uh, he woke up from sleeping with the fish. <laughs> you don't want to mess with them types. They get hired as muscle and labor for good reason. Sanguinetti, he hires them almost exclusively. That's a <laughs> requin Sanguinetti. He's a uh, blood broker, a proprietor of certain dietary needs to uh, certain afflicted persons, you know. Not, not that I have anything against the fucking vampires. They, you know, uh, some of my best friends. Look, it doesn't matter. Maybe I just trust people who drink old school hooch a whole lot more than them. I'm just trying to give you some friendly advice, kid. There's a couple of things you should know. One, on a full moon, stay inside. Lock your doors and count your blessings. Two, Never shake hands or make a deal with someone walking out of the heart of the park. Three, if you see lights in the water underneath the docks, just turn away. Anyway, enjoy your stay. So that's to help set the tone. You are um, newcomers, perhaps, or old hats, or somewhere in between uh, of a town called Adlington. It's a fairly large, sprawling metropolis with a bunch of boroughs. But in the style of Detroit and Chicago, there are large chunks of the city that are dead and abandoned and dying. You are from the oldest part is where most of the stuff going to take place. So there's hundreds of thousands of peoples even in just this old part. Abandoned warehouses, dock district, the warehouse district. There's all kinds of stuff. There's a square mile in the center of it that's a park that was once this very lovely, lush, manicured spot for people to go and walk away their cares. But now it's uh, mostly overgrown. Parts of it are taken over by uh, junkies and gangs. Uh, and then there's the bad parts. So there are a number of supernatural denizens in this city and they run the gambit so maybe one of you or all of you are one of these things maybe you're all just regular humans the vast majority of people in the city are still humans in fact a solid majority of them don't really know that this kind of stuff is going on there's not so much a blindness as there is an unwillingness to believe that that stray dog that almost tore that car in half to get at someone was anything other than just a large St. Bernard or the, that thing moving in the shadows was just some junkie even though it looked like he climbed the wall so there's going to be a lot of opportunities to do a lot of cool stuff hopefully and we will see what kind of stuff that, that you guys want to get into but I want to go over the system a little bit um, but before that do we have any questions about the setting, because I've got some of the finer points, like stuff that is just 
going to be, exist, going to be happening. Um, but is there other things you guys are interested in or have questions about or want to see, don't want to see? If you're just sick to death of werewolves or uh, vampires or a ghost or something like that, is there anything you guys don't want to see at all? You're just like, this is lame? No, I don't think I, I don't have any strict objections to anything as, you know, if it all fits in with the sure. with and the universe, you know, it, I, it's just that, okay, I don't want to see any were-dolphins. I, Jim, you're out of the game. God oh, damn it. Well, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no, uh, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, I would, uh, I would prefer to not see any, uh naked Hulk Hogan's running at me that would be preferred that's they only come in one flavor so um no that should that should be easily avoidable just weird stuff like that and um, what time period is this, is this it's now ish now it's um it's what I like to call uh Frank Miller today where mm. it's today but at times it feels like it's the 50s oh, okay. today but not as bad yeah. Well, <laughs> as bad, just as bad in different ways. Yeah. Right. So you'll you'll get people that'll. What are you doing, partner? And you'll get you'll get that that Say, tran- transatlantic accent, but you'll also get you know modern day hacking equivalent. And this is so this setting and like this game lends itself to be very cinematic, as you might have heard or seen or experienced. So. Think somewhere between the real today and like movie today, where someone could, oh, I'm a hacker, and it, they have a laptop and they're doing stuff in the park and breaking into the Pentagon. Like, not quite there, but it's not quite the reality of one person sitting in a room by themselves for hours, like with no music or sound or anything happening and then going to jail. <laughs> okay. So is there anything specifically you guys do want to see? What do you what do you want? Do you want me to have particular things? Do you want puzzles? Do you want an investigation? Do you want just like weird cinematic wuja style combat? Do you want Martians, vampires, Cthulhu? Martian vampires? Maybe Possibly. some, uh, maybe some crazy freaking Phantom of the Paradise shit going on. Ooh, no, there's not deep that means, cut. What does that mean? That's an old, like some just some movie, crazy like yeah. just yeah. flamboyant, crazy <laughs> like just I don't know. Maybe out of nowhere we start getting into like where like a heavy metal band takes over <laughs> an amusement park and exactly. <laughs> That's more of a kiss. Yeah, that's what I was, that's immediately what I wanted to pair. Yeah. Right? That, that had that little called? guy in it from Smokey and the Bandit, didn't it? <laughs> Chet Atkins. Yeah, that little guy with the big eyes. Oh, no. Uh, Paul. Uh, <laughs> Paul something. Yep. Williams. Paul Williams. <laughs> Paul Williams, yes. Yeah. And Pat McCormick. Paul Bill. <laughs> Old Paul Bill. So Paul Williams is what I want to say. Okay, yeah. Paul, Paul, got I think it. Paul that's Williams right. should be the mayor of this Paul, city. Uh, that's my only takeaway from that. <laughs> I'll check the wiki. I'll, I'll work them out at right. some point. Um, I think it'd be neat to have like equal parts investigation and fights, you know, especially, I mean, are, are you, is this like very hard boiled the way that you, the way that you're imagining it? Like it's that a hard. That is pretty much completely up to you. Okay. 
Uh, if you guys come at every situation guns blazing, then guns blazing well, situations are going to happen to you more often than not. If yeah. you try and do other things, I'm always interested to see how people want to experience games. So if you are the type of people who want to sit here and spend an hour planning out a bank heist and then spend 15 minutes role playing to see how the bank heist goes because you've all the planning done, we can do that. We can at some point in the future, even bust out miniatures to try and do a more tactical version of things that are going on. It's not necessary, but if that's what needs to happen for you guys to get maximum enjoyment, that's what we can do. Okay. So it's not assumed, like, whatever our role in the setting is not assumed. We can... No. In fact, uh, I don't have it today, because uh, I was having some technical issues before I left, but you are each going to have your character sheet, and that's going to have your character... And then as a group, I have worked up a group character sheet that will have its own separate set of statistics and tags, and you guys will be the ones to figure that out. We're probably not going to do that today, again, because I don't have it, and also because we're going to work on city stuff, and then characters, and then a go-over of how the system works, and uh, just a bunch of the preemptive stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope that you're not three vampire hunters and a vampire you know you know how that goes we want to kind of avoid that or at the very least make it interesting and not so it's not just three of you wanting to kill one of you so we should probably let's you know maybe have the shared concept that we're all in this together despite anything else whether or not that might help whether or not that is a lie right uh, right that's that could be discovered is up to you yeah but so real quick uh, let's go over how the system how the system works. Okay. So in fate, you don't roll traditional dice. You roll what are called fate dice, and on them there's there's six sided dice, and there's two minuses, two blank sides, and two pluses. So when you roll them, uh, okay. So you see, I got three minuses and one plus. So these two will negate each other. So I have a minus two plus whatever stat that I'm using. Or, okay. Um, Approach rather, and you always roll <clears throat> four fate dice. Yeah, it's always four. There's never okay. a reason to do otherwise. So, uh, going over the six approaches, they are careful, clever, flashy, forceful, quick, and sneaky. So, anything you're doing boils down to one of those six things. So, if you are going to punch a guy, you can do that six different ways. As long as you make a case for wanting it to be careful, you can get maybe not all the time, but at least like in the pinch when the computer need, needs to come in and right hook. Like you can get that one. So careful would be I'm going to wait for the opening cuz I see this guy and every time he swings like he overextends and so I'm going to pop in there and like snap him in the jaw. Okay, that's that's a solid careful. Clever that's maybe you're going to use your surroundings. Like you're going to get him to hit a wall as you're dodging and you're making him hurt himself. Uh, flashy would be the, the more robust, like, hey, look at me. As you're like, oh, I don't just punch him. What I do is I reach out, undo his belt and pull it. So he has to bend down. And as he's bending down, I knee him in the nose and stuff like that. Because you're like, hey, look at me. I'm cool. Uh, forceful is just I punch the shit out of him with my hand uh quick would be like oh i i I go into a a boxing stance left and right and you know i make him i make him juke and dodge and finally when he doesn't see it coming jab to the jaw body blow body blow yeah and then sneaky would be sneaky and uh 
clever can sometimes feel like the same thing, but clever is more using something in a way that it was not intended to be used. So like getting your opponent to hit a wall or something, whereas sneaky would be, okay, I know there's a loose floorboard here, so I'm going to back up and he's going to follow me trying to punch me. And as he steps into it and falls down, I'm going to come in from the side and just wail on his ribs because they're exposed now. Stuff like that. So in that, that's not just fighting. That's for that's for everything. If you're trying to if you're trying to talk someone into doing something your way, it's not always clever or careful because sometimes you're just browbeating them, and that's a forceful role because you're just like, "Hey, motherfucker, we're going in here, and you're going to let us in, and there's nothing you can do." Like you're being very forceful with the person. Whenever you're doing anything, you can you'll take a second and you can decide how you want to narrate it happening. Imagine the whole thing as a movie. Like in the movie scene that is whatever you're doing, how would that come across? Does that come across as like sweet talking or are you threatening or are you doing something? And like then you can work on whatever you're doing. And you can always feel free to ask me if you're just like, here's what I want to accomplish and we can work it out. Like never, never feel like you have to come up with 100% of it by yourself. If you want to, that's fine. But if you're ever just like, this is what I'm trying to do, we can talk about it and we can discuss it, come to a mutual conclusion of like what a good idea would be or what a, an outcome that we can both agree on would be. So those are your approaches. That's how that works. So what you're going to do when you're making your character is you can think up your idea. And if you want to be downtrodden defender of the, the blighted werewolf union, you can do that. Like you want to, you want to be a lesbian vampire hunter, go for it. You want, you want to be some sort of, Unlife insurance <laughs> salesman. <laughs> That's totally up to you. Uh, so what you'll do is you'll kind of have an, a concept in your head, and you're going to have at least three what are called aspects. So there's your high concept, and that's that's your like less than a sentence pitch of what your character is. So like for Han Solo, it's daring rebel smuggler. Cause you're that says a lot about you right there, right out of the gate. So you're going to have that one. That's like lesbian vampire hunter. That gives you a lot about that character. You're a woman. You tells you something about their personality, tells you about their occupation, tells you probably about their physique. You get a lot out of those three words and it doesn't have to be as compact as that. I've had I've had some that were whole sentences. I've had people use song lyrics, titles of movies or books. Always great. Uh, those work. But you're going to have one that is your high concept. It's who you are as as a person, basically. Uh, and then you're going to have your trouble. So your trouble is something like I'm a sucker for a pretty dame, or I I just can't let go of that bottle, or you know. They, they keep saying taking these risks, it'll kill me. It, just something. It's something that I can use as a hook to pull you into situations because it's like, oh, you're an alcoholic and you're really trying to get this thing done. But, you know, like half a block before the place you're trying to get to, there's a bar, 7 p.m. happy hour. So do you want to blow off what you're doing and go get loaded? And they don't necessarily all need to be like super bad, but they need to be they need to be something that I could use to sometimes mess up your plans or basically spice up uh, an event. Yes. Or a yeah. Situation. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because you, you want you want to also at the same time 
not make them 100% unusable by you. And I'll, I'll get to how you use them in a moment. But let's say, for example, you, you are an alcoholic. And then someone is trying to poison you or dose you with something that's going to knock you out. You might be able to call on that, like, my body is so used to all these awful chemicals in me that I can fight for this last just couple of seconds I need to get out of the room and throw myself into a cab. Or I'm, I'm a degenerate gambler. And that gets me into a lot of trouble. But I can see in this guy's eyes, he doesn't think this is a gamble at all. This is a setup. I'm going to take off. Something like that. So a uh, quick question. Um, would I be able to be a gender-fluid, demi-queer foxkin from Mars with fairy wings? That's too many things, Carter. That's too You can be like three things. Un- unfortunate. Something. It was always my life dream to either be that or a uh, Apache helicopter. Dude. <laughs> nothing. And I repeat, nothing can stop an Apache helicopter except for another Apache helicopter. Proven by science. That's why the ID number on the bottom says Norris 109 on it. That's what I hear. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. I don't know. I just know Airwolf is really cool. Ernest Borg Nine. Mm-hmm. I think the real question is: Is Johnny Six really alive? No. So, do we need to figure out what we are as a group first? I will leave that up to you. I have some hard and fast stats built up that are not necessarily important for you to have up front if you want to be a couple of different things. Before you build characters, you can totally talk about this. Because, yeah, I'm going to finish going over what stunts are, and then we'll, okay. I'll, I'll finish asking. Well, I'm pretty much done with aspects. And then I'll explain what, how faint points work, and then stunts, and then stress. Okay. And then once, once how the play is done, we can go on to character and group creation, and that'll be <clears throat> delightful. So you dig fate accelerated more than the regular fate way more um i like, i don't think fate is bad i just think if you're trying to cut out all the number crunchiness of D type role playing um why not go all the way and not have to manage potentially like 10 15 different skills where you're like well my fighting is at two but my shooting is at three but I have this stunt that lets me once per session for a fate point fight at plus two. And it's like, no, just stop it. <laughs> Personally, I'd like to get into another D&D group because it's been a while since I actually played, like, you know, actual sit-down D&D with just, uh, you know, rolling for stats, etc. Back in the good old days. Rolling for stats? Yeah, like... Um, they don't do that anymore, Carter. Nobody rolls for stats. Back in my day. Excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> These days, most role players are cowards. It's true. Cowards. My my heart is, this is pregnant exactly with why fear. Why we have Brexit? <laughs> Sounds like you want to play Lamentations of the Flame Prince. So, which edition <gasps> did you start with, Carter? Um, I believe it was uh, we we did like 3.0, and then we kind of moved into like 3.5, and then when 4.0 came out, everyone kind of jumped on that. But um, it's not like the group that I was playing with was really like serious or um, I guess knowledgeable of D and D because it was like my old high school friends from like six seven years ago. Hmm. I mean, you guys know them. It's like you know Jacob and all them. It's true. I've met them. They're they are literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I was going to sugarcoat it. Oh my god, that's fine. 
I don't know them, do I? I would I don't, I don't think so. probably had something to say, but okay. So, all right. So you'll have your high concept and your trouble, and that's all you need. But you have room for up to three more, and I would suggest at least having one more thing. So a, a good way of doing this would be, let's say, you're a, your high concept is you're an older man, older Cambodian man running this like night corner store, and you're just sick and tired of people coming in and all this otherworldly nonsense in the city, and so you vow to, to, at least on your corner, put a stop to it. So your high concept would be um, shopkeep pushed to the edge. So that's cool. And that tells you a little bit about that guy. He runs a, he runs a store, so he's got access to some stuff. And then maybe because his grandmother, grandfather, someone has the mystical power of <laughs> the Orient, uh, <laughs> you, you can give him an aspect that's adept training in the mystical arts. So that those two by themselves are not related at all. But together on your sheet, they help build this character in a way that fleshes them out. So there's more stuff. So the same could be said for, I'm a badass bounty hunter dressed in all black. Like, okay, there's a couple of things you know that he can do because of that. But then you could have another aspect that's like, I've got all the best toys. And it's like your arsenal of shit. So you might not just have like uh, cuffs and bear mace and stuff. You might have like, well, I've got my sodium nit- or my uh, silver nitrate bullets mm-hmm. in case I need to hunt down a werewolf who's escaped during the full moon and shit like that. Or Vials of holy water. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you'd kind of go about building your character. So the reason you have those, your aspects, is um, because in play, mechanically, that is how you will modify your roles and how I can get you in trouble. So you're going to have these things called fate points. And you get them equal to your refresh, which is, I'll tell you how to calculate when we're done. Every session we sit down, or actually, no, every scenario basically we go into. So if in one session you guys are having a gunfight in the middle of this alley, you'll have a pool of points and that'll go down as you spin them. And then if we move from that to like okay we got away we have this thing now we have to like get into this this fancy dinner party because we have to talk to this guy and this is the only place we're going to know where he'll be we'll all refresh up and you can then use your points to do different stuff doing that so the way that it'll work is like let's say i roll and i have a forceful of two and i roll a minus one uh doing a forceful the shopkeep he's throwing a bottle of something at some ghoul who's come into his shop and is trying to shoplift stuff. So he's got a one. You know, it's Ghoul rolls a two to defend himself. So the ghoul's going to win. So this guy really wants to hit him. He wants to do some damage. Like You could spend a fate point to invoke that I'm pushed to the edge. So that gives you a plus two. Or, if you wanted, you could completely re-roll. So those are what you'll use the fate points for mostly is re-rolling or adding to your total roll when you're trying to accomplish something. Um, the other way that you might use them is with stunts. So stunts are a little bit trickier. There's basically, there's two ways to do them to get either a static bonus. So, uh, for instance, the, because I'm a shopkeep pushed to the edge, I get plus two to fighting, when I have access to 
my shop. So as long as he's in the shop and he's fighting people off, like he'll get a plus two. You can come up with a static thing like that. You have to. It's basically uh, because I am or have blank. I get plus two when doing a thing with an approach. So it could be fighting. It could be I get plus two to performing when I have an audience. It could be you know I get you know plus two to doing something when I'm alone to you know whatever it works like that. But that's the static approach of doing that, doing it that way, having a stunt like that. Now in the beginning, you'll get to have two stunts at a maximum of two stunts to start with. Uh, if you want, you can take more, and it will. The more stunts you have, the lower your refresh gets. So you will, you could instead of starting off with three fate points every time we do something, you could have two, but you'll have more abilities. The other kind of stunt is a narrative stunt, and now that is something like because of my mystical kung fu training, once per session, I can punch through a brick wall. So that's obviously if we get into a situation, it's like, oh well, the wall's not brick; it's made of wood. Like I would still let you use that, it just. As long as it's following the the theme and the, the the intent, more so than like what you've written down. Like if I if I if I feel it's sufficiently rad, I will allow you to use it. But you could also have it be uh, I'm a werewolf, and once per session I can eat someone my size or smaller. You know I nom, 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 yeah nom, like nom. I'm the best hacker in the world. I can access any computer system once per session or, you know, just like anything. If there's like a cool thing you want your guy to be able to do, you can, you can have something really rad and just be able to do it once per session. You can have something slightly less rad and be able to do it anytime you spend a fate point as long as it goes through me. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. So do we talk about, cause I had to step away for a second. Do we, do we talk about, you know, wanting to come up with a shared concept for why we're together first. We well, yeah. he's just still no, working yeah, through the mechanics. Still I'm, working. Going, I'm going through the mechanics. Okay. And that's that's basically all. The the only thing that hasn't been addressed yet is stress and consequences, and that's this game's version of taking damage. So stress, you have three boxes. You're always going to refresh those after every like little encounter. So oh, we get in this gunfight, and I took you know three stress. That's fine. You're okay. After that, what'll happen is let's say you're going to take five stress. You don't have five boxes. So what you can do is you can choose to take consequences, and those will do various things. The bigger the consequences, they're two, four, and six. The bigger they are, the more permanent they are, and also the more debilitating. So a two point consequence will also refresh. Every session, not encounter, but like after we're done playing, like enough stuff has happened. You've had some time. That's the movie version of like, oh, I got shot in the foot. But like five minutes later in the movie, they're walking fine. And maybe they've got like a rag tied around their bloody foot or something, but they're okay. Four is more like, oh, I was shot in the shoulder. And for the rest of this movie, it's kind of screwing with me. Six is a very major thing that can be something and it doesn't have to be physical either. Like you can be so emotionally torn up because of something that you're just overcome with depression and your guy can't do this. Or maybe you've been cursed by some sort of sea witch. 
where it's like potentially if this is like more Lovecraftian, maybe it's like you're being yeah. mentally attacked yes, by exactly. the horror that is outside of the game type of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, and so what, what will happen is while you have those, I can use them just like your aspects to compel you. Hmm. And the way that that works is the same way as when I'm using your aspects. I offer you a fate point. So I say this will happen. And it can be either a narrative compel or a, per, uh, what is the word? Um, Mechanic? Behavioral. Behavioral. Behavioral compel. So a narrative compel would be like, you're, you're, a, you're a dirty cop. And I say that someone sees you taking money from a drug dealer and then walking away. That's, that's narrative. You don't necessarily know that that happened. I can just use that then to come at you later with something else. A behavioral compel would be something like you're an alcoholic. You really want to go into that bar and blow off the meeting you have. So you have the choice. As long as you have fate points left, if I offer you one and you don't want to do it, you can pay a fate point. And then nothing happens. You don't have to listen to me at all. If you take it or if you decide that like, yeah, that's I want, I'll, I'm okay with that. I'll have that happen. That's an interesting thing to happen. You take the point and it happens. And the game goes on from there. Now, if you don't have points, if you've you spent yours or you've turned away a bunch of other things, um, you can do nothing. Like you have to take it. <laughs> so it can be it can be chancy giving away your last one, but it also can lead to some very interesting stuff. Now, the coolest thing about this is that you guys can compel each other, and it leads to interesting mechanical system in that, like, oh shit, uh, you know. Brian's character is in this slugfest with this zombie and he is like out of fate points and he's not got a whole lot of good forceful, you know, so he needs, he needs some help. You can compel Brian to do things as long as they're in character and they're going off of his stuff just to give him your fate points so that he'll have a better chance at fighting. Or you can say, well, Brian, it says on that sheet that you're a disgusting coward. I think you just want to run and leave your friends. Not because that's helpful, not because it's good for any of you, just because you think it's an interesting thing to have happen. So if you want to use them that way, use them that way, use them whatever way you want. I'm just, there's options. They're not just a one type of thing. So with that, those are the basics of the system. I don't expect everyone to have everything down. Uh, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll run into some problems or just like there's rules. People forget things. We'll get into them while we're playing. We'll go over them. But for now, I want to take it to you guys. And do you guys have any thoughts of what kind of character you would like to play? And also, as a, it's not really part of Fate Core, but it's a thing that I'm trying out that I think is interesting. I am going to have a group sheet for you guys. So not only do you have all the stuff that's on your individual sheets, but while you're playing, you will have access to a sheet that is your guys's gang or business or team or friendship or whatever. Um, and it's going to have its own set of stats and those stats are going to be influence, reputation and income. Okay. So whenever you're, whenever you're doing particular things, I will have you roll for those. And also as part of reward, you might have like your influence go up. Because, well, you did this thing and so, like, these guys are in your pocket now. 
so your influence is higher. Or, oh man, you like you beat down that whole crew all by yourself, man, that's badass. So your rep goes up, or you know what have you. Uh, also, depending on what kind of thing we do, you'll have a tag or two, and possibly a stunt for the the kind of group of people that you are. Okay. I open it up to the floor. What kind of things and or people do you feel like playing? So, the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> so I call three of them, though. I call Blossom. <laughs> Damn it. Obviously, someone has to be Professor I, Newtonian. That's what I was thinking, you know. No. Um, Can I just be the uh, cross-dressing devil character, him? Stephanie Myers, Powerpuff Girls. Oh, my. Isn't that the new one? What? Wait! Oh no! Because I, 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 I remember the old creator, or um, well, I guess not the creator, or like I think it was the animator, uh, Megan Fox. No! Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! Uh, keep her mutant thumbs out of this. Right. I mean, no, he, he has um, Megan Fox Tourette's. He just says Megan Fox. <laughs> Lauren Faust. Oh my god! Yeah, it's Lauren Faust. That's that's, that's an easy mistake. Yeah, that's very Lauren similar. Faust, Megan Fox. I mean. <laughs> They translate the same in German, yeah. I am assuming. So. Something like that, right? Right. Um, I uh, well, Isaac's uh, Isaac's grabbing some more water, but um, I I actually did have an entire character concept already, like what I kind of wanted to do. Um, All right, it may lead us to a team or something good. Yeah. yeah so what I wanted to do was it's not going to be exactly the same, and I don't know if you guys probably haven't seen it, the anime Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, the, um, I think, I forgot what rank he was. I think he was a Colonel, uh, Alexander Armstrong. He's just a really big buff dude, honorable, like honor bound type of thing. Never backs down from a duel and, you know, just big beefy freaking dude. Just like that just punches shit. You know, that's what, that's what I was thinking I wanted to go for. So something like, uh, for, for not, my character, not league. just unable to back down from a duel, but unable to let his family come to dishonor. Everything he yeah. does is the best possible way to do things because that's the way his family has done things for generations. And like just, yeah, super honorable. But I guess it wouldn't really fit in this scenario. So I was thinking maybe like ex-military, like drifter almost and just drifted into town. But like still the whole like like chivalry almost where it's like, oh, well, gang of dudes are picking on, you know, one or two, like, just regular people. So I just, you know, I'd have to go up being honor-bound and just like, hey, knock that off type of thing. Yeah, that's... That's uh, that's what I was uh, thinking about going for in this. There's some interesting points on there. Help you get some stuff, and it's always nice to have big fucking bruiser guy. <laughs> right. So. I, was, I was thinking of a uh, ghost from the Cold War who uh, is haunted by his past. He's a literal ghost. He's a literal ghost who was a spook of some kind who is now a real spook of some kind. Hmm. A literal spook. Okay. Honestly, that fits in with like the theme of yeah. just like, you know, of like the city. That's how, yeah. And then also like Cold War. And then if my character does like an ex-military thing, you know. Yeah. You um, actually, you could be from even the same era. There are people here who have been dead for that long. Oh, damn. Yeah. The, okay, so I want to put that out. The the Risen, the guys that I talked about, they are not zombies. Mm-hmm. They are people that, for one reason or another, are still ambulatory and can think and can talk. They heal 
and regenerate like a normal people would at varying different rates. But unless they're destroyed, they just don't die. Something happened to them, and it's not necessarily always the same thing. It's just like this cast of people that like hmm. uh, something happened to them, and they're like that. So you might could be that. Like you <laughs> like could know this guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good like rabbit. So any ideas for like why our group, what like a group theme or motive or job or because I mean even with those character concepts we could be like well we work for like we're part of the department whatever of the police and we yeah. investigate supernatural yeah. crimes you know it could be even something like that you know right um, I don't know any ideas we could all be Ghostbusters trying to bust Jim yeah that's it <laughs> and then I have to run he's like our Slimer yeah <laughs> right. oh that sounded great yeah yeah um, I think that goes against what Isaac was saying about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone, not having a every, you know, everybody going against one dude, uh, uh, somebody else at the table. Um, You'd be like a mascot. <laughs> oh, <is there>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you let me clean and sweep in the back. Yeah. You don't need to sleep. Nah, but then back in the space vacuum, you go. You know, shared concept would be a good idea. I think. I, I don't know. I think it would spark, you know, more specifics. If we were like working for some authority or yeah, there's um, there's a number of groups, and like I said, there's uh, a majority of people who just don't believe or don't want to believe that any of this stuff is happening. There's a faction of the police station called Special Projects that is uh, used for particular tasks. Right. <laughs> um, the the rest of the the rest of the police force looks down on them doesn't really want to deal with them but knows that what they do is incredibly necessary and hates them for it is there any sort of like structure to the supernatural peoples in the city like is there um how do you mean? like a, a hierarchy a society a code there i mean like with is there a shogun of harlem i mean you I know. mean, there. Well, okay. There's an army of gangs of different like things like that going on, but that's it's not necessarily you know. Oh, all these werewolves are here at like level two, and then the fucking ghosts are at level three. Mm. Like, they are in control of the werewolf. No, it's not like that. It's basically whoever latches on to each other. Because it's just think of the the regular world. Like you're a werewolf, but like you still gotta you still gotta pay rent. Like you you gotta get that nine to five down and the world still sucks. <laughs> so people will fall into friendships, alliances, you know, whatever relationships with whoever they can or they have to. So there's no real, like there, there are people who are like, Oh, that's him. He's in control of this or she does all these things, but there's no, but I mean, are there competing gangs? I mean, is there all, like the yeah. Salvucci's, which are the vampires and, in yeah. in, in the Gregors are the, the werewolf mafia or, uh, you know, yeah, in so much as like, um, but again, they're they're generally not all of the same thing. Okay, so do they, do they tend toward criminal activities? Some of them. Okay, but not all. Of them. So Requin Sanguinetti, he's mm. the blood broker. He's the only blood broker. He's made sure of it. Mm. He's the only person who has blood for sale to people who need it for whatever reason. Um, <coughs> he. He employs almost exclusively the uh, the risen because they're tough, they're hard to kill. 
they're there's they have kind of a bad lot in life because they brought all these things they can't really go see a doctor about if something happens um you, they could get into the position where someone has torn their arm off and it's just like uh, if i go to a doctor i could get this reattached and it would work fine but then i have to deal with a doctor seeing this and like why I'm not screaming in pain right now and all and so, so you know sort of like he, what's her name from American Gods you know like so is there a code about you know is there a masquerade if you will like is there is there anything like that like a code about you know, um, anything to being like airing supernatural business and, oh, and stuff like, like that like, like yeah okay uh, the, the herd shall not know type of deal mm-hmm. to an extent it's mostly just like don't make too much noise. You can tell whoever you want, but the second there's a mess, like there's a lot of different people who don't want a spotlight. So it usually handles itself, but there's no like the police aren't going to crack down if you're, you know, unless you're hurting someone. But if you're just like a vampire who's chilling, doing stuff, living his life, unlife, whatever, they're not going to, they're going to mess with you. But the second you're like, Oh, I'm, I need blood and I can't afford to pay this guy. I'm, I'm going to have to go kill people to drink it. Yeah. Then you're going to get hunted down. So you get hunted down. So I guess, I guess the question that I have would be is what's the punishment? How's the, how does the punishment system work? So the police has, have this, has this kind of task force. So but what are they expected to do when they, I mean, are they, is there like a special magic prison or are they essentially like blade runners that depend, you know where that, where that they're supposed to case vapor. By case basins. But what I'm saying is, is that what are what's done with these guys? So I mean, you, well, if you're not a part of special needs, you don't know. Uh, well, if, you're, I, if you want to be, then it's whatever you want to do with them. I think uh, I'm I think just I, trying to understand what supernatural crime and punishment is. So you know, so if I I commit a crime, okay, let's say let's use your vampire okay. for for example. So your vampire can't afford to go to the Sanguinetti guy who is a who's a blood broker. And he doesn't necessarily want to kill people either. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he stages uh, a series of bank heists, blood bank heists, where nobody gets killed. He's just robbing the blood supply from the, what's the name of the city again? The um, Adland. The Adland Blood Bank. You know, he, he steals like, I don't know, 10 crates of blood. Okay. What happens to him? What would happen to a normal criminal? They go to jail. And what would happen to a vampire who was stuck in jail? Well, I guess my point is... They would die because of the sunlight. Or would they... Yeah. (laughs) Or they would kill a bunch of people, in which case they would kill a bunch of people and then die because of the sunlight. So um, I'd kind of like to elaborate on this maybe. Um, So in the sense... uh, So Jim, in the... like Like when you gave that example, maybe in that case... If the special task force knew that they were a vampire, something might something different. They might, come out of it. yeah, they might take him to a special holding cell, and then, but, of course, under you know under the certain laws and jurisdictions, they would have to give yeah, them under under that example. Ne- no one necessarily would know that he was a vampire. He would be a crazy person doing. He, stuff. he would he would be a now, criminal that if robbed. People, a, if, if the task if this task force. Was after him, and they knew this. They might do something different. I guess my point. I guess the the greater point that I'm trying to make is is just if there is no public perception of there being a supernatural or mm-hmm. supernature, and 
somebody is pushed out into the yard after being convicted mm-hmm. and then bursts into flames because he's just standing out there, that would raise questions. Now, that's what I'm saying is, you know, do they go for special prisons for vampires or special detainment units? Or no, generally, they're just allowed to die. They're so also, like, it's not super important to the gameplay narratively, like what happens to them once they're caught. But I, I would think it's like it really does just come down to just a case by case basis. Say we take, for example, the vampire again. If the vampire is going around killing people, perhaps it would be it would be uh, publicized as oh serial killer in city, but then. The special, the special task force knows See, that, those are yeah, bite marks. At that point, let's not publicize this, and we're going to hunt this vampire down. And if they decide to attack us, we'll kill on sight. Serial killer found and killed when trying to evade arrest. Yeah, and then a body's deal. pulled in, and everything is hushed up and faked. But but this is really just kind of like side stuff, isn't it? So like, so know, it is covered up. Oh, regardless of what that's happens, what to the person, that's what essentially what I'm trying what I'm trying to find out is is are these things covered up, swept under the rug? Sometimes, sometimes. I, I would think for like the biggest things because otherwise it would cause a public uproar. So it's almost well, like an underground. All, yeah, but, I'm not trying to be difficult. No. I'm just trying to figure out. You know, is it better? Like you know, using the Blade Runner example, I mean, if these guys get loose and get loose in society, they can cause all kinds of havoc. So it's better just to have license to kill and to whack these guys. Or are we supposed to capture them where they go through a special justice system and go off to, you know, whatever the whatever the analog prison to Hogwarts is? You know, that's what um, I'm essentially looking. So for. Uh, I would and I would think again, it's kind it of goes like on to a case by case basis. It's, like, it's really no, like there's no hard set other than like. Because for the is most this part, person breaking regular laws, then the regular punishments will there. Like there's people who are like, oh, you killed someone, you killed your girlfriend or this guy or whatever. You're going to prison for 25 years, and then they went to prison, didn't age for 25 years. No one fucked with them because they were enormous and had borderline super strength. Mm-hmm. And then they came out not having aged a day because they had been dead for a few decades. Before okay. that, so yeah. there's there's that, and then there there is situations where it's like, oh no, this this is a thing that's too dangerous needs to be killed. I I kind of see it more as this is just like a dark underbelly, kind of like a drug and gun smuggling thing, like in real life, where it's more like this is more. It's not really publicized, but I mean, because like like Isaac stated earlier, it was kind of like you know, there's a lot of people that are just like that's that's bullshit. That's not that's not a thing. So. This is all kind of being yeah. kept under wraps and, and, and public. Any, anything that is publicized is more or less just like, oh, uh, normal natural causes. People, yeah, and, and that's, anything- that's the other thing is in the, in the mythos that I am positing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this vampire gets pushed out into the yard and bursts into flames. Spontaneous every, every combustion. Single, yeah, every single person there comes up with. A reasoning in their mind that's like that was just that, that was fucked up, but it was this thing. That's what happened. It wasn't vampires it, don't don't exist. It, it could, the, it could have been the a majority of people. Now maybe a couple of those people did see it, and they're like driven crazy, and they become people who conspiracy theorists, yeah, who are conspiracy theorists, or they become the hunters of this scourge on humanity, or you know whatever. And you yeah. could very well be some of those. Like, that could be a total... You guys could be a team of vigilantes trying to do 
just that, rid the world of whatever. Or you could be part of this special task force that does this thing on a case-by-case basis. Maybe there's a secret society which tries to arbitrate disputes between the supernatural factions that are out there. And when then when there's things that, you know, exist beyond arbitration, you know, they have a group that goes out and takes care of the problem before it hits the, you know, the news wires and whatnot. If you guys want to work that out. The, the thing that I was kind of thinking of was like in, in this city situation, I would kind of think like um, it's almost like a stays in the family type of thing almost where it's like, whoa, this guy's planning some ridiculous shit. And he's a vampire. We're stopping him from doing this. You know, like we have the power to stop this guy from doing this before he does it. Because if he does do this, he's going to blow the lid off of our operation potentially and try to raise a stink. So instead, we're going to stop him and kill this person. Right. You know, I'm not suggesting maybe like a secret society like the Illuminati or something like that. But that there's this group of allied concerns. There's mages. There's changelings. There's werewolves. There's vampires. You know, to use those four books as examples that you know, have this kind of, I don't know, they have an understanding, a kind of omerta almost. Sure. You know, but so in thinking of it like that, you can't think of it as this, like, well, the werewolves deal with it this way and the vampires deal with it. It's no, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying is that there's a community. And and it's, it's almost always because you're, you're not really going to be leaving the city too much. That's, that's, you're meant to stay here and just, deal with the awful shit that's happening. But my first thing was going to be a vacation to Hawaii. No, that's cool. You're going to miss a couple of sessions. That's fine. Right. Uh, Right. So because of the city's level of like, at least especially where you are, it's level of uh, decay is a bad word, but just how far it's fallen from being the metropolis that it once was. It's not completely out of the ordinary. Like people would be like, Oh, that's, that's pretty bad. Like, that's a tragedy, but they're not going to be surprised if some random person's building was set on fire and everyone in it died. <laughs> so, right. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to account for, you know, somebody's doing a live shot on a new restaurant opening, you know, on the local news and somebody freaks out and turns into a werewolf right there, you know, in front of millions of people watching. You know, what is that? You know, everybody comes up with their explanation of, oh, it's just John Landis trying some some new shit out or something like that. Yeah. You know, how does it get out there? Is is there, you know, or so, could there, like, I, I'm, I'm putting it out there so, to the table where, you know, maybe it could be that there is a certain amount of shared hallucination where people just say, this is impossible. I don't, I, I disbelieve because I'm normal to an they, extent. They would all see it. And they would all come up with their own reason why what actually happened didn't happen. And they would come up with a conclusion of like, oh, it was this. There was some guy trying out that guy was just sort of CGI on this video that I'm watching. Or there's someone there in like one of those furry suits or there's, you know, there's X, Y and Z. There's a lot of answers that might not make sense because you look at it with logic and be like, no, clearly that he was Five ten, and then he was seven two. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. And the but reason they, why I'm asking all these questions are is that I'm just trying to come up for, you know, what's the reason Detra for our group being together? You know, are we part of an apparatus that's trying that's to keep a lid on to you guys? Well, what I'm saying is, do we want to be part of an apparatus that's keeping trying to keep the idea of a supernatural community shum 
as much to the outside world as possible? Or do we want to be part of this special projects unit, you know, where it's, you know, the police trying to police the supernature or. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, like, that's not going to be a a huge thing. Like people trying to make waves. It's not going to happen very often. So I would like, just that's like that's not going to uh, come into play too much. I would it, just like to throw out a couple things onto the table. Um, for one, I would be fine with being part of that special unit t- task force thing to, you know, try to police the supernatural stuff. But um, I would also like to just throw out there, like, I mean, it seems like people like so the the supernatural beings don't really want this kind of stuff to be documented. So as a community, for the most part. It would almost be like someone being in a country illegally with no green card, and they don't want that documented, obviously, so they're going to try to keep it under wraps. Like, okay, as a vampire, obviously I'm only going to go out at night, I only work a night shift, etc., etc. People think I'm normal on the outside, and I'm just going to do me for the rest of my life type of deal. Now to counter, uh, not counter, but like to add on to that, one of the more common things would be oh, shit, I'm a werewolf and someone found out or caught footage of me, I'm going to kill my way to that footage and erase it. And then, like, a special task force by the police would be formed. Like, oh, there's a there's a murderer, one of those kind of murderers. You need to catch him. Or, or it could be something as uh, he's and, got mauled by a wild animal. Yeah, you know, and then it turns into that um, and maybe you have to spin a story to get information from people because they're like, no, these were clearly animal bites and scratches why why do you why are you looking for a person you're doing the wrong thing and you got to come up with the reasoning but uh we're kind of we're kind of yeah. going really deep down well but it, but it helps to flesh stuff out to try and figure out you know the nooks and crannies that we can occupy so mm-hmm. since crimes of that nature are so rare and there's obviously there's got to be disputes and other problems and things like that and if 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 a lot of the Supernatural creatures are kind of balkanized into all these gangs. Like maybe yeah. we could be like the unaligned, you know, like a group of unaligned troubleshooters or whatever you want to call it sure. that, that take on jobs, you know. Yeah. I was even, I mean, I, I was just thinking of the term arbiters, you know, that we're the ones that are, are called in by the by that particular community to police itself mm-hmm. before, you know, the forces of man have to get involved. And, you know, yeah, if, you, if, if, if Eli you go is, through the normal legal channels, then it's like, we're the independent arbitration. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of letting Eli, who has been robbing blood banks, get picked up by special projects, because he's just going to, he's going to, before he even gets to the courthouse, just when they load him in on the transport bus from, from the clank, he's going to burst into flames and die. He won't make it through. So just getting arrested in some case, I'm not saying all cases, but in some cases is a death sentence for something which is, you know, petty crime. Yeah. Where then there's other people who get arrested and it's like, well, they don't realize that that guy is like a were buffalo or something, you know, like a minotaur. He can turn into a fucking minotaur. They don't know who they got there and he's just going to wait until he gets into the most close quarter space as possible, shed his human his human skin suit and then kill a hundred people, you know, so to also, get out. With the whole wear thing, are we Every, doing like everybody knows the Minotaur lives on the docks in that labyrinth of shipping containers? <laughs> exactly, so. I love it. But so, like the whole wear thing, are we doing like traditional werewolf, where it's like, oh, full moon, and now I lose control of everything, or it's like, is it more of like a I can control when I turn, but I don't I necessarily have full control of my actions? That 
up to you if you wanted to be. Or maybe or maybe you you throw that on us, you know, maybe yeah. it, maybe it's whatever serves the story, I or think. Or potentially is different what, timings. What was it that movie with like the 100 different kinds of vampires? It's a Japanese but Korean movie or something. I can't remember. Uh you told you've told me about it. We've talked about it like three times. Where like the the guy I gets have no recollection of that. <laughs> the, the guy gets bitten by one, and so they they're using him. Like they're like, well, we need to know how to kill it. So not, we're that was not Korean. That was a um, Hammer Horror movie called okay. uh, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. But yeah, they're all kind of different. Like they don't necessarily all drink blood. Some steal your youth. Yeah. You know, so. some drink your blood. Blah 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 blah. And then the method to kill them. Might right. not might not be a stake in the heart. It might be cold iron. It might be yeah. whatever. You know, beheading. Some gently caress your cheek at night while you sleep. They do, and you just wake up feeling weird. <laughs> do you feel this gives you power? <laughs> but yeah. So and also again, not it's not like you're going to be dealing with exclusively supernatural people. A lot of the people you guys are doing stuff with are just going to be people. <laughs> so I'm down uh, to just getting into the nitty gritty of uh, making characters and jumping into the story. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I mean, because do we necessarily need to be hammered down to, oh, well, we're all part of the same uh, society thing and we're all part of the part of the same cloth or, you know, I mean, who knows? Well, like, I mean, I think it would help. I would I mean, like to get that done before we start playing because... It just helps to have everyone kind of on the same page because right now, if we just go and also like um, maybe not everyone has their idea fully formed or they want to do stuff. Or so like t- 10 minutes from now, we'll discuss something and Brian will be like, oh, shit, that's a thing. Um, I want to be that. So I um, I don't I, I haven't heard anything from Mike or Brian about what they want to do necessarily with the characters. I feel like Mike almost would just kind of like I don't want to say conform to like the group think of things, but like yeah, he would kind of fit into whatever. Oh, it's like okay, well you guys want to do this, all right? Then I'll make my character around that or whatever. Well, it's, I, I, I yeah, like, I wanted to have an idea of that before I even thought about. So I, I make. personally, like I said, I would be down with either being a part of that special task force aside from the police or like Jim said, if we could be some side entity that is specifically employed to do these tasks from the uh, from the shadows almost. I, I would be down for any of that. Like we run in the shadows is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, Th- this game would be all about I am the doing the shadows. Yeah. Almost saving the supernatural from itself. Sure. Not the, uh, not the hero they deserve, but the hero they need. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, d- I'm down for anything. Like, you know, whatever you guys feel like doing. I, I feel as if almost like it's almost just for flavor at this point. Because it's almost like, okay, it seems like Isaac has this thing set down pat. Almost like we have we have a story that we're going to do. Not really, man. Like, I've got, I, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's kind of open for interpretation. I've got, I've got like pinpoints of things that are happening in the city that are, that are like... That we would dig into, right? They're there for you to dig into, but at the same time, if I'm like, okay, so you're in this coffee shop, and then, like, fucking person walks in, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. What are they? I want to fuck with that guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll do that. Maybe he's got an interesting story that I can come up with. Well, exactly. I mean, like, I just kind of want to... Most of this game is going to be me. Just scrambling throwing, yeah, to get something, throwing together. stuff at the wall and seeing yeah. what sticks with the players. 
I feel like almost. I mean, it's it's kind of just for flavor what we do. Almost yeah. like okay, well, we're a part of this side sect, or we're a part of this, you know, off branch of the police, or but whatever. Also, you know. Carter, do you want to pay, do you want to play uh, a smuggling ring? Would you like to be the owners of a business? Perhaps you're um, you're an up and coming boxer aiming to get to the Golden Gloves, and Jim's your manager, and Mike is the person who owns the gym you train at, and Brian's your promoter. And there's a whole list of story that we could go through in that, and each one of them has their thing that they could do. But I get what you're saying, and I understand why you're saying it. Uh, there's just there are other options that aren't being talked about because, uh, frankly, some I of mean, them are less interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'll go that far. Well, that, I mean, that they might be rich in role playing, but they're not necessarily rich in in. I mean, we in combat. Well, it would be social well, role playing start of this. until yeah. mobsters start. Right? On no, that's a good point. Like that's that. a very good yeah. point. The start of this, the only thing that was thrown out as far as what we wanted to see in the game was investigation and yeah. combat. So, yeah. so that's why I was going in that direction. Same here. Yeah, I, I was mean, almost I thinking like it felt well, kind, okay. of, kind of noirish. So I was thinking like a detective agency so, type thing, you know. Where it's, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like we we can basically get into a philosophical debate on what what our backstories are and what what we can and can't do i mean i'm just throwing it out there i mean i've like fucking you know ufo aliens come down from mars and now they're attacking the city oh my god you know like we we could do this all day it's just kind of like i mean i'm i'm totally fine with we're part of this group that that's perfectly okay with me i mean if anything i'm almost fine with just like the whole dnd oh well all of you travelers are in this bar for some reason now. Uh, no. Let's go. I, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. You know, like I'm, I'm good with whatever you guys want to do. Like, I mean, I was perfectly okay with fitting into the whole, um, just like, okay, well I was ex military. Now I'm part of this. Okay. The side, sure. the side thing, or I'm part of the, you know, this so, off branch right, of the police. Right. So is that, is that amenable to everyone at the table? Would you want to be either of these cops? I could or be a- I could detect up. I mean, that'd be fine. Which of I'd the rather two? be like. I'd rather. The reason I was suggesting like a just like an independent group was because we'd be independent. Totally, so, you know what I mean. I would like, totally be fine. Like with make that. our own decisions. Yeah. So like, are we a did, like answerable to? A, did we did we make this group or is it like a uh, almost like a uh, we're we're part of. I don't want to say a cult, but like we're part of this like this more collective agency where it's like there's more of us that we can turn to, and there's more of like you um, know a head leader type on of thing. That, I'm going to uh, I'm going to have a stipulation. There are more than just the four of you involved. That's kind okay. of what I was thinking. You are, yeah. you are the like people. A, you are the people who are playing right now, but but we have NPCs we can turn to. Not only that, it it leaves you with slots of if you get tired of your character. Your character you can, can go do something else, and you can play someone else. If one of you dies you for some reason, up. yeah, you can pick it up. If another person wants to join us at some point, yeah, there's that. What would be cool, too, is if we operate out of, like, it, it could even be a church or something, where it's like, it is um, neutral ground. Sure. You know, and there's just a collection of characters that go in and out of there doing these kinds of jobs. I would, yeah. either, I would either like a Philly cheesesteak hut or a uh, wiener schnitzel. <laughs> now, that's next door. It's right there. Sweet. Don't know why. It's on it's, sanctified it's on ground. It's on these ley lines. Yeah. This, uh, and the Wiener Schnitzel is holy ground. Schnitzel. You don't fight in the church or you, or the cheesesteak right. shop. Yeah. Hey, Nobody Smitty, can't. I want a cheesesteak. Don't fight here. Sanctified ground. Why not? I'm all for it. 
All right. Well, I mean, that sounds okay. that sounds good then. I just don't want it to be like the Universal Monsters reboot. Oh my god! Which I heard was pretty terrible. So the, you know, we're the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Prodigium, whatever the fuck they call themselves. So I don't want to be those guys. I, I honestly didn't even know that that was. A but thing. we're not like the Shield of the Supernatural. We're more like no, we're more no, like a detective all. agency. No. Yeah, that's what I figured. You so know. Honestly, it felt like the vibe that I got was almost like Death Dealers from freaking you know Underworld. I, where it's I like, wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> like you're, they have you cool guys, equipment you, you and guys, cool you guys yeah. might be cool. We have wooden stakes, but yeah, you're yeah, in nice clothes. You're you're um, we have what we bring to it. Yeah, you're you're in kind of a rundown building. Oh, dude, can I be the bike lock bandit? <laughs> The freaking what the, the fuck dude. does that even mean? You didn't hear about that guy? <laughs> no. he, was, he was going around with a bike lock just smacking people in the head. Oh, you that guy? shit. He got arrested like a few weeks ago. Fucking idiot. Thank God. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. And he bashed a dude that was just trying to stop the fighting, too. That's the best part. Like, and it's like, why are you even? Oh, and, and guess what? He wow. was, uh, he was, an, he was, I think it was, he, he was an assistant professor in an ethics class. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Okay, somehow his duplicate from the mirror universe bridged yeah. bridge the divide of galaxies or universes. Showed up at school one day with a goatee and started hitting people with bike locks. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on? Got for disco print and goatees. <laughs> you know, it's always the hippies. Yep. Oh shit! It was great, dude. All right. I know. I stumbled upon my idea pretty early that I want to play a. Yeah, I think I have mine. So why don't you go over numbers that we get for our approaches and stuff like that? Um, all right. So for your approaches, you're going to get to put these numbers up however you want. But you're going to get one three, two twos, two ones, and a zero. I don't okay. want a zero. Well, that's too bad. I was thinking about trying to do a weird experimental thing, but I think I'll save it until I have it a little more well thought out. Uh, but, yeah, so you can put those numbers wherever you want into doing... Uh, just said, so that uh, you're not one huh? three two 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 ones and one yeah. zero. Okay, just making sure. So you can put those wherever you want. You want to do them, and it's fairly easy. Like even if you're just like, well, I know I want to be doing this kind of stuff. You can allot your stats before you fully have your character conceptualized. I think I want to play a created being, a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> you knew I was going for it. Is oh it going to be God. the ghost, or is it going to be this? And I think he's going to be made up of parts. Of ex mob enforcer and the detective that took him down, like and oh both put together. Oh, wow. like, yeah, I like it. adversaries, and then they both die together <laughs> fighting each other, and then the next thing you know, I wake up and I have pieces of both of them. I mean, that yeah. would. I mean, it could also That's, work okay. as the like the duality of like you're trying to fight against yourself in certain situations too. So, so yeah, so that, that leads to an instant and uh, an interesting pinpoint that I have set up for this city. One of, one of the only driving forces, and it's not like we're going to bring him into, we're going to bring ourselves into the light, but he is a old school style mobster who is leading by example. He's very active and uh, his name is Victor Stitch and he is also created from a bunch really? of different parts. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, behind his back, people refer to him as Frankenstein's mobster, but never <laughs> to his face. So you may or may not have actually been made by him because he did 
screw up a couple of times trying to create uh, something. Like he was on his, I think he, he made some stepping stones. So you I, might be an accident who had a little more free thought or maybe. free will or whatever. I so this kind of leads into like a uh, like a pretty interesting thing. Like so, body modification and upgrading for a Frankenstein's type monster, where it's like, hey. You know, this guy has a really strong arm. Can I take his arm? <laughs> that, yeah, that could be a thing. And attach you, it. We look into black all, market. Y- yeah, body, <laughs> limbs, and organs. Oh my god! And I mean, going so far as you might, you might need to be utterly destroyed to actually die. And if that's the case, there's no reason that parts of you couldn't be detached for things, stuff like that. There's a lot of cool shit you can do with that idea. Yeah, I mean, losing a limb or three yeah. at that point. So really if you take one of your much. eyes and duct tape it to one of your hands, and then have your hands just crawl all <laughs> over around there, you can see what's going on around the corner. That could be it. Oh, can you do an impression of that one hand eye monster from Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, that would be <laughs> terrible. I hate that. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. I think I'll be Irish detective and German mob enforcer <laughs> named Duncan Hines. <laughs> Totally gonna do that. Oh my god! So, what's your guy's name, Mike? Barnabas Ward. He is the last gumshoe. Okay, I'm going with Harry Bishop. Is that hyphenated ring at the oh, end of right. it? Right, Harry Bishop ring. He's <laughs> <laughs> former British secret agent. That's it. Mm-hmm. Esquire. Esquire. OBE. My character will be played in the. Style of Christopher Walken. <laughs> Better than the Martian Captain Kirk, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's going to devolve into just carnage like in seconds anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Hello, Duncan. How are you? <laughs> Why do I talk to this guy? What happened to your jaw? <laughs> what happened to your jaw? Heinz Duncan Heinz Duncan Heinz I like the way you look at me It's crazy Tell me a little bit about your character How, How long have you been awake? Well, you know, I was thinking about maybe uh, <laughs> that maybe he is from an old grudge from years ago. Like he might be, it might have been something that happened in the 30s or 40s or something like that, you know? So he has some of that, you've had your fun and all that kind of business, you know? Nah, that'd be cool, yeah. I'm always a sucker for the transatlantic accent. So what about you, Jim? What are you thinking? So I'm going to, I'm going to play a literal ghost of the Cold War. Um, and how, like, from what side? Uh, from the American side. Okay. In fact, he died. The, the story as I see it so far is, is that they didn't know the Berlin Wall was coming down, literally, when they sent this guy on an operation to extract an East German, East German informant mm-hmm. of some kind. So, you know, it was one of those perilous trips having to go through the minefield between the Berlin Walls mm-hmm. and... Um, he was able to get her across to the the American side sure. of Berlin, but was shot down 
by East German troops. And then the next day, the Berlin Wall came down okay. and he rose again. So how, why did, why, do you know why? No. He has no idea why. Do you know how he got back to America? Uh, Spoilers, you're in America. Yeah. Uh, No, he got back to America. He just found his way back to the CIA safe house in Berlin. Um, You know, his fingerprint was still solid, even if his heat signature was a little off, uh, and was able to get back through back channel routes. So, okay, so specters are generally drawn towards either places they died or places that were very resonant and powerful to them in life. Maybe he was born in the city. Okay. He was born in the city, but he had not seen it since he joined the army, lied about his age at the age of 16 during the Korean War and uh, was able to sign on and he never went back home again. Okay. So is what what is the what is the powerful object, item or image? That drew him back here. Think about that. You don't need. I am going to think about that. Uh, And on it's similar in a note to where there's something in the city for his character. There's there is a substance. It's fairly pricey uh, called wraith smoke, and it's it looks like loose leaf tobacco. Mm -hmm. But were you to roll it up and smoke it, or like have someone else smoke it, if the smoke cascades over your body, you become physical okay you you have a corporeal form however if anyone living is the one smoking it it's highly poisonous so so for that to happen either you have to have a you have to have someone who knows what they're doing who like brazier style lights it and kind of wafts it onto you Mm -hmm. until you can do it yourself or someone has to die (laughs) you have to trick someone into killing themselves with this stuff to create enough smoke for you to have a limited amount of corporeality and how long does one of these doses last uh depending on conditions and everything uh hour or two okay so there there you've heard you don't know not all ghosts hang in the same circles but you've heard that there is a particular specter uh, in the uptown district who has a who has enough money and pull to constantly have corporeal form wow he has he has been dead for 40 years but he's had a physical body this whole time what about you kater can i be a lich no <laughs> you can what does that mean um, well, okay, all right well, yeah let me let me not just say no what do you want to yes, be able but... to do do you want to be dead and also be able to do magic and basically be invincible until someone breaks my phylactery, then I instantly die. Now, we can work with this concept, um, but because, okay, so here's how something like that would work, is if some, you would still take, air quotes, damage, like things would hurt you, and you would feel all of this pain, and things would happen, but what would happen is instead of dying, you would be gaining the consequence of, I am committed to my phylactery. So at some point, were your body to take enough abuse, you you would just get sucked back into a necklace or a book or whatever the for hell X your amount thing of is. time or something for yeah, and it would be a long time. So it would be a very dangerous thing because whereas that would be like, oh no, someone ripped off Brian's arm or Duncan's arm, and like that's a very negative consequences. He would still be able to 
go around and do stuff. Find another arm. Yeah. You would be you would be stuck in this necklace that someone else would have to hold to be able to correspond with you. So I'm totally willing to let, <laughs> to allow you to do this. Maybe, maybe if but this it's going to be dies. very, very hard. <laughs> I think I kind of want to do that, but maybe if this character dies some, some way along our thing, I'll try to think of like a witch character or something. But, uh, so no, I'm, I'm going with the whole Alexander Armstrong thing. I actually named the character Alexander sure. Armstrong. Now, do you, uh, do you want him to have some of the magical flair that Alexander Armstrong has? Cause that is, uh, that would be pretty pimp. Uh, I just I don't know how it would really, um, maybe like maybe be like magical gauntlets or something, some form of like ele- like electrical surge from his it gauntlets. Could be. Or something. I mean, you you could be some sort of magus of low level power, or you. Could, oh yeah, because it's kind of it's it's almost like a kind of sub thing, right? In the in the yeah, storyline, yeah, there's sort like, of. There's, there is like magic of some sort. Yeah, uh, if you were going to be one of the risen. Like, that could be a part of it. You could have these sigils and arcane marks on you that are keeping you alive. and But you've learned to tap into them to be able to do stuff. Maybe could I could I have dabbled in the, the magical arts? Sure. So, yeah, because that's kind of what I was thinking, almost. Like, yeah, yeah that, that sounds pretty cool if I could just, like, like I'm a dabbler in the magical arts. Like, I, I'm still human, just to kind of see okay. how this goes. All right. Um, yeah. So, what are we thinking for a high concept? So, like for high concepts, I was kind of thinking like so um, from the video I watched because Mike sent me a video on the whole character creation thing. I was thinking mountain of a man because he's six six. I just you know threw out that number six six. Uh, you know, so he's tall, uh, super muscly type of dude. Um, I guess like quote-unquote flashy or flamboyant with, like, his actions, you know, sure. very, like, you know, boxer-esque in his yeah. fighting stance and all that. And then, um, you know, with that, he's also, like, chival- uh, chivalrous, almost like, you know, old-school knight type of, like, Reinhardt type, mm-hmm. of, type of deal where he's, like, you know, doesn't back down from a fight, uh, you know, always accepts the challenge type of thing, honorable type okay. of character. Um, so... Let's let's work with Mountain of a Man and okay, let's get it let's let's get it to well before you write it down let's work and get it to represent a couple more things about okay. this guy. So uh um you could do something like uh, Mountain of a Man of Honor that where he's that's a big part of him like what's the what's the biggest part about this guy that if someone who only kind of knew him would be like I could tell you something about him. Honestly, yeah, like that. That sounds like it would fit the character. Just mountain of a man of honor, you know, chivalry, yeah. etc. Type of deal. So okay. yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, so, so would that be cool? Yeah, it's totally right. cool. Um, so now, do you want do you want your magic to be your trouble, the little bit of magic you've messed around with, or do you want that to be an aspect that is more positive? I would like that to be more positive okay. with potential drawbacks, I suppose. Like, so it doesn't get sure, like, sure, sure. like too ridiculous, you know, like, Oh, I, you know, freaking, uh, Palpatine, Sith lightning power, you know, Unlimited. Like, cause I'd get, you know, that'd probably get pretty ridiculous, pretty quick where I'm just like lightning bolt, you know? Sure. Um, okay. So we'll make that, we'll make that your, we'll make that another aspect, but now, so let's work on your trouble. 
So what is the thing that gets you, what's, what's the thing that gets you hung up that gets you in trouble a lot? So is it, is honestly, it your code of honor? Yeah. I would okay. probably say code of honor then. Yeah. All right. Like, so, um, how do you want to portray that? So we can work on that. So how about, uh, never backs can, down from a fight. Yeah. But do you want it to just be combat oriented or do you want it to be more all encompassing? Like I can't let my family down or I got to do so-and-so proud or, uh, you know, I guess I my, can't. Oh, my family name. Yeah, that, that yeah. could be it. Cause then, cause that, that leaves you room to like uphold in, family, in, invoke honor. it for the positive, but for also for me to be like, Oh, you're one of those Armstrongs. F those guys. I'm here's a fate point. You got to fight this guy. Punch him in the face. Yeah. Directly in the mouth. So there, yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> so, a decent trouble. All right. Um, so should I make, cause it says high concept and the, the box right below it is trouble. Should I keep a couple lines for high concept or something or no, no, no. It's, no. It all goes in one thing. Yeah. You, you can only have up to five aspects. You can, yeah, you can have more aspects, but your, your high concept and your trouble and then you so, can add more aspects below that. So it's basically aspects are just all basically roughly the like same Like these thing. are all aspects. Because Mountain of a Man could also be used against me because it's like, oh, well, you guys need to slip through this a, small area. Yeah. Well, you can't. You're too big. A little bit, yeah. Okay. But the trouble is specifically made to where it's very easy. Not very easy, but it's easier it's for, easier me, to, to just for like, me to call on it. Yeah, okay. Make it a thing. Um, it's more specifically, has more specifically has negative connotation. Yeah. But you can make up more aspects outside yes. of those two. So. Yeah. So, all right. So you get those two. And then if you want, you can have one other one starting right now. For so free. That, would be, that would be dabble the magic. magic. Yeah. Um, so you can work that out however you want, as vaguely or as specifically. First level D&D magic. So you, <laughs> Nose magic missile. That's the aspect. Yeah. Nose magic missile. Hey, at least it doesn't miss. Fairy fire. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So now the thing about that is the vaguer you make it, the more I can fuck with you, the more anyone can fuck with you actually. Mm. But the more specific you make it, the fewer times I'm going to let you call it into, because if you're like, yeah, if you're, I cast magic missile, if you ever want to like lightning punch some guy, I'm like, no, you can't do that. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's, (laughs) I was basically saying maybe like, um, infuse certain items with like a lightning type effect. Like sure. a shocking uh, effect. Um, so yeah, you could put lightning infuse in a or something in like that. Like, imbue things with like lightning, I guess, almost. like. Sure. Um, how about Storm Apprentice? Storm Apprentice? So like you've dabbled, but you're not like so fully in control. Yeah, so no, you just put like you would put Storm that. Storm Apprentice? So anytime okay. you're going to try and do some magic and infuse lightning or do something like that. You there's a potential on. to fail or yeah. there's also potential to like have like massive success. Well, okay, so the way that the aspects work is having it on your character sheet allows you to just do stuff. Okay. So like if you reference that you're a magician and you're just like, I, I magic. I can't what, say what kind of magic? Yeah, like, no, what, well, what, no, 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 no. I could, but generally I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, you can do that. Uh, like if he says he's a bounty hunter and he's like, I chase after this guy and I'm like, all right, whatever. If he's like, I pull out my automatic shotgun <laughs> and my crossbow with silver pointed stakes, I'm going to be like, where? No. Where'd you get those? However, <laughs> if he's got the aspect of like arsenal for everything, then oh, I'm Lord. like, oh yeah, okay. You've got all kinds of stuff on you all the time. So that's well, someone pulled all the pins on your grenades. In yeah. Your belt. So it's like, <laughs> you know, some stuff, but you don't know all the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Storm apprentice. Yeah. All right. So 
What do you, what you got, Brian? I see you got some stuff written down. What do we think? So my high concept is conflicted, tough guy, wise guy. Okay. My trouble is you're talking to me, him, all wrong. So he's going to have kind of a short fuse, which the cop and the enforcer probably would in those days. Sure. And then the last one I put, uh, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pre- those are pretty solid things. They tell you a lot about them. Yeah, I kind of want them to be touchy, <laughs> you know, a little irritable at times. Um, and I put the highest stat in forceful because I figure he's like Frankenstein's monster of some sort. So he'll be like, wall, what wall? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, and that's exactly the kind of stuff that you'd be able to do. I figured he'd be not so quick. Mm, doesn't want to be flashy. He's not careful at all. Um, but he, zero careful is, is my thing, though. We can't have that. <laughs> oh yeah. <we're, laughs> um, but he has, you know, he's a little clever and a little sneaky. Okay. And but little, he's not quick. He's not flashy. Or he's very low, and he he's not careful at all because he's a little touchy. Uh, so what do you got working over there? Uh, okay, so. Um, my guy is a, like, was an honest cop who wouldn't take a bribe and didn't last long. Ended up becoming a PI. His last job before getting initiated into the strange world of the supernatural was to, uh, try and find the daughter of this old eccentric man who turned out to be a crazy wizard. And, uh, the daughter had fallen into a cultist and the old man, um, took him, knocked him out and scarified his whole body in sigils. And was going to use him as part of an elaborate spell to shut down these cultists and get his daughter back. And uh, was able to turn the tables on him. The daughter, you know, helped the cultists kill the old man anyway, you know. Sure. All that stuff. And then he just, with his eyes open to what the world is like, just continued on being a detective. So, but that, um, the fact that his body's covered in those scars, like, gives him a, an edge against supernatural opponents, things like that. So Sure. So his high concept is two-fisted gumshoe. His trouble do- is doesn't know when to quit. And then he has the aspect, every scar is a sigil of protection. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about this cult and maybe about this wizard. I was thinking they were trying to summon some strange monstrosity from beyond. Sure, sure, sure. And that the wizard was actually going to use him to sort of plug the gate um, to some other realm. Um, and the wizard was probably just like some old eccentric in town, you know, he was the guy like in the ritzy side of town, lived up on the hill. Sure, yeah. Um, someone who had retired and let all, all of his his uh, skills and abilities like atrophy. So he was doing extreme things, but he didn't really care for who he hurt along the way. So that's why he was perfectly happy. Yeah. Like you saw yeah, as no, a cat's he, paw and just he uh, he was a, a finance investor. Okay, like yeah. He, so he he didn't give a shit about. Anyone at all. It was all numbers and money. Right. And, you know, things that belonged to him, which is why he, he wanted his daughter back. Gaming the system against everybody, whether it was mundane or magical. Um, so they, they killed this wizard. Mm-hmm. Did they summon the creature? Uh, no. The, the being? Say, like, in the in the conflagration or whatever happened, like, enough of them were killed that they couldn't complete their ritual. But the, sure. But the danger still remains. Yeah. So maybe they missed their window. And the, the next eclipse or something like that, like they can try again or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Okay. Um, so it's like a, it's on the horizon, but it's not like an ever-present danger. That's cool. 
I can I can work with that. I can work with some of that stuff. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, Jim, you work a couple of things out. Where we got some more like what that place is. You got a third aspect. You got. I'm still working on the place right now. Um, All good. I'm thinking maybe the brownstone where he grew up in in the shitty part of town. Sure. You know, um, something on that, that order. That building is has been torn down. What is it now? And why are you still kicking around it? Okay, I'd be stealing from Gross Point Blank if I put a 7-Eleven there, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Um, what is it now? Okay, let me ask you this. Is it a gentrified neighborhood? Um, is it in... So most of the stuff that's happening here is in Old Town. Is Do you want it to be there, or do you want to be at another area? Well, I'm just wondering if, if Old Town has been besieged no, no, by no, no, hipsters no. yet or anything like no. that. Um, well, there's, there's pockets of them who try. Uh, some of them don't leave. <laughs> I, them, I think uh, that there is a – I think this is one of those pockets where – they tried to put a cooler-looking, modern, you know, sharp angles okay. and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and plastic tubes and bullshit color schemes. And, you right. know, it's one of those things with a gastropub on the first floor, and it makes me sick to look at it because there was a yeah. great diner there instead. This, this like, <clears throat> this really, really, like, sassy hipster werewolf. Uh-huh. Runs a gastro pub out of it, and like he lets you in, and he he plays it as like the nicest thing he's ever done. Like he's doing charity, like letting yeah. one of you in here, like with dressed like that. Yeah, please. Yeah, and I I wear strictly dark clothes, which highly no. contrasts with my pale skin and yeah, white yeah. hair. So, um, yeah, usually I'll just sit in the corner, you know, along the bar. And uh, try not to, uh, you know, cause a ruckus with my uh, sheer contempt for who's taken over the old neighborhood at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the insult to injury is that where your um, single mother? Oh, mother yeah. Mother? Yeah. So, yeah. You, where, your, where your single mother's Dad was killed in world. Dad was killed at D-Day. So where her bedroom would be, mm-hmm. uh, that's where the bathroom has been oh, rebuilt my. to be. So you're just like, you're looking on every day, shaking your head. Like, yeah, no, it's a shit show. Yeah. Literally. Like it's so, not good. So I'm tied, I, I'm tied more to the corner that this building is on yeah, than the yeah. building itself. Yeah. Cause that's where we played stickball. That's where, you know, yeah. I kissed my first girl, you know, this so stuff you, like so that. So yeah, being in the vicinity, but like particularly being inside Without, um, cause you have at least one time tried Wraith Smoke, like, cause you've had some work to do that, like, I, I just, I need body. So I gotta get this done. Um, but this is the one of the only place where you'll ever feel twinges of, like, I feel alive and human again. Yes. So you'll get, you'll get flashes of, like, actual scent. And not just the memory of a sense. Right. Or, you know, you, you sometimes you'll, you'll like, without thinking, you'll just pick up a cup and like take a drink and then set it down and be like, oh, I shouldn't be able to, whatever. It happens sometimes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, I can go with that. Uh, That's not to say that you can't do 
stuff like that occasionally. But if it's like someone's trying to knock the door in, you're not going to be the one they turn to to like barricade the door. No, no. I, I, I'm like a guy who's in like middle age, obvious middle age. I'm not, yeah. you know. Well, I, I, just, I mean to say that like even if you're, even if you looked as though you were a strapping young lad of 25, oh, sure. it's just the door would potentially blow straight through. Right, so. right. So as far as my numbers go, um, I'm careful and clever at two. I'm zero flashy. Uh, I'm one on forceful and quick and I'm a three on sneaky. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. And I, I'm still working out my, my first of the other aspects. Um, but yeah, ghost of the cold war and haunted by his past is his trouble. So, um, well I can, we can go around and start working on stunts and stuff. Okay. And And I'll have more time to, yeah. So do you, did you have any, Ideas for stunts? What are you doing there, Brian? Uh, one was, it's uh, it's called Wowie Wow Wow, and <laughs> once per once per encounter, mm-hmm. um, Duncan can absorb electrical energy and discharge it into a target area. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 all right with that. I have one, but what what is the structure? For like the ones that invoke certain approaches, or uh, because I have, am, can do blank. Yeah, I get plus two to doing a thing. Oh, so it could be an with approach. approach. Could be oh, with a certain with approach. a certain approach. So okay. yeah, I see. Um, so yeah, so it's it's fairly restrictive, but. You always get it, and it never costs you anything if you can get it to come out that way. So it could be that you, because I'm an excellent gumshoe, I get um, plus two to tracking people down as long as I have a case file on them with careful. Or clever, you know, or whatever. Like it could be yeah. something like that, or it could be. I was thinking something like that, like like clue finding, like we're just like toss the room yeah. or something. Or uh, okay. Also, the other thing that it could be because there's um, when I'm attacking, when I'm trying to accomplish something. The third kind of action is creating an aspect. Okay. So the way that that works is like let's say we get into a situation and. You want to get into a place. You can roll to overcome and just knock the door in or pick a lock or do something like that. And that's fine. But let's say you get into a situation where directly solving the problem isn't something I can do or am good at. What I can do is do something that makes it easier for everyone else. So you could attempt to create an aspect. So let's say you're trying to get into this door, but there's a guard watching and none of you are particularly the sneaky kind able to get through. Jim is, but let's, for argument's sake, say he isn't. One of you could create an aspect that is, there's a commotion outside. So when whoever is trying to get through the door, like they can use that as an aspect, as a bonus. Because, oh, the guard's distracted, there's a commotion, or something like that. Um, so if you wanted it to be more into a, like that, instead of just whenever I get into the situation and I take this overcome, or this fight, or whatever, 
because that's a, that's another that's another way, particularly if there's like I hate to use this analogy, but if there's like a boss fight and there's just like Dracula himself, um, he's gonna be hellacious and he'll have like crazy abilities. So he'll he'll be like, oh, he uses forceful at plus seven and rolls to you know backhand you. Um, none of you can stand up to that right now. Um, so what you could do is have your heavy hitter get backed up by you making a distraction and you uh, weakening him with lightning and you, you know, calling on these sigils to try and like disrupt his magical essence or whatever. So then on Brian's turn, he would be able to, you know, have a bunch of, he'd get potentially like a plus six to his role to try and do stuff like that. So, uh, it's confusing and we'll get into it and it'll get more clear and easy as we play and as we do stuff. Okay. Uh, but Carter, are there interesting things you would like to do? Um, well, I had a couple like ideas, Okay. But it almost feels more like they would just kind of be like passives, like, I don't know, like with military training, it could be like, you know, a close combat bonus, or it could be something like proficiency with like weapons so that it's like, this guy dropped a shotgun. I know how to use those. I can use it. So, all right, you could, you could say because of my military training, I get plus two, um, I get plus two to fight using weapons with forceful. Okay. So it's like, you're just like, okay, I'm going to pick up this gun and I just, I know how to do it. So yeah. And they're okay. So try and think of it like this. If you're using a gun, unlike other role-playing systems, like it would need to be like it's always, yeah, it's always decks when you use a ranged weapon in this, it's however you're doing it. So if you're like, I pick up this gun and I smack him in the, uh, in the face with the butt of the gun and I shoot the guy behind it. That's a forceful, but like I aim up and I shoot this rope and it drops a bunch of crates on a guy that's flashing. That's yeah. yeah okay. Something like that. So, so like military training gives me uh plus two to forceful, uh, forceful. When, when attacks yeah. Weapons. Yeah. When you're attacking with weapons. Okay. So we get two stunts. Uh, yeah, you get two automatically. If you would like, you can take a third stunt and your refresh will go down one. Mm. So you'll only get two fate points per thing, but you'll have another cool ability. So I want Duncan to have brass knuckles from the enforcer and his badge from the cop. Okay. And so the the second thing I came up with was clear, baby. Bazow! Where if he absorbs energy, he can use them as shock paddles. <laughs> so it's kind of a close combat attack kind of a thing. Or to revive people when they die. Only you would use an AED <laughs> to actually harm somebody else. That's that's great. <laughs> so, okay. Um, mechanically, I think you would have to choose which one you want to do. Or you would have to have it cost a fate point to do it. To do the, the to, close to, or the... Well, oh, no, okay. So are those two different things? Uh-huh. Okay, so wait, let, me, let me see what you've written down. Let me... 
provide interesting content for the listeners. <laughs> I want him to kind of have that. But wow. Wow. No, yeah, okay. Like, this is, um, yes. So, are, like, are you run on electricity? Is there, like, a living volt inside of you that's keeping you alive? Or Because it says when you absorb energy. So that's going to be very, uh, like, that's going to limit it a lot. Because <laughs> you're, you're going to have to, like, oh, I take the time to bust into this wall and reach for the outlet <laughs> or something every I, you time know, you want to do something. I didn't want it to be something where I'm just, like... Throwing lightning, <laughs> shock paddling people. Uh, well, well, if anything, it could kind of be limited to where it'd have to be like a close combat maneuver where you'd have to get close and just zap yeah. them. And also, like that's what they're for, man. Like you, you get to be, you get to go bananas. This is your specialty. <laughs> like oh, those, okay. those, those are great. What I will, what I will say is the the shock paddles thing. Mechanically, what do you want that to do? I want it to add a bonus to if I was doing a close combat attack. Sure. Okay. Um, but I want to have maybe freedom that if someone was, if their heart stopped, that I could maybe do it. Mm, that no. that kind of thing doesn't really work in this system. So, so uh, you can have it be an attack. My my only problem is you have basically two stunts that equate to doing the same thing. One being you know a little bit more ranged mm-hmm. and. One being close combat, but ultimately they're both. I shoot something with lightning. So mm. uh, either I would I would like you to change them so that they are different enough that it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing, or uh, just completely take a different one instead. Okay, does that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. So we can work on that. So uh, from from I don't know. I was looking on the. SRD type thing, but um, so I was gonna. I don't know. I don't know if I have to put a circumstance on this. So saying because I know where to look, I get a plus two when cleverly searching for clues. Does that need um, a circumstance at the end of it at the crime scene well, or something okay, like that? Okay, so yeah, I would say I get a plus two to clever because you yeah have the, the, no cl- cleverly oh oh yeah yeah okay. when cleverly searching, searching for, for clues. clues yeah yeah um no that's fine okay. Right. That's fine as it is. And then the other one was just once per session, I can I can resist a magical effect. So it's just like he happens to have sure. the right ward, you yeah. know, the right sigil, no, the, that, right, the right elder sign or whatever on his body, you know, that he can resist whatever's happening. So. That is exactly right. Okay. Those are my two stunts, which would leave me with three fate points. Mm-hmm. Most of my refresh is three. Your refresh is three. Okay, great. Um, so I was thinking, okay, so the first trait was for, like, is, is that weaponry as in, like, any weaponry? Like, even close combat? Like, fit, yeah. Like, okay, so, so that's, that's, that's that. if you pick up a knife, if you pick up a gun, if you pick up a sword, if you pick up fist a crossbow, fisticuffs. Well, not necessarily fisticuffs because necessarily. you're not using a weapon. Okay. Um, so I was thinking the other trait would be, you know, like... It, it would encompass the fighting. Like, it would encompass, okay. you know, like, uh, um, trained, like, trained, uh, you know, trained fighting. Like, trained hand-to-hand combat. Sure. So, so, forcefully. I would say the difference would be with combat, the training would be to focus on working quick instead. Hmm. Okay. So, just so they're not doing the same thing. Okay. Um, or looking for something that you can do 
once per session or something like that, something that's not a static bonus. Like to have a special ability that you can call in as your daily to be like, uh, I don't know, I, <laughs> um, I uh, can, I, I can change the weather. Like I can cause a thunderstorm or something like that. Or you can maybe punch you, the maybe uh, punch maybe, the ground to like uh, shoot up like. I don't well, know. Well, here how's, how's this? How about you once per session you can divulge into your family history so much that someone will literally fall asleep listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff like you're not in a bad way, but you're kind of stuck in this box of ideas because of D and D and it it happens. It happens to everyone. Uh, So like you can think of just weird or kind of goofy stuff like that and have it be, a thing you want to do if you want to like I can you know call on the ghost of I can call on the wisdom of my ancestors to re-roll uh, you know any roll once per session or or also I should have mentioned this as a stunt you can flavor it however you want but basically give yourself another stress box so if you just want to be tougher you can say because of I don't think the stress boxes are pretty important. Um, they can be. If you get into a big fight, like you've only got three, three basically hit points that are going to heal up automatically after the fight. Anything after that is going to have lingering effects. Uh, they so can be maybe fairly battle important. hardened. Sure. Yeah. So battle hardened for an, uh, for an additional stress box. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. You and then you you can sort of at that point bill yourself as the like the brute. Gotta have that tank, man. What about something weeaboo related? Uh, I have a katana collection. Kind of weeaboo based technology. That'd be perfect. I have I have a katana collection and I have a assortment. I have a harem of body pillows that um, that I will go through and I'll strap them on his ablative armor and wield your (laughs) and I um, convention bot. Katana. I make because people of the explode true love sexual. of my waifu. Right. I make people. Yeah. Uh, I can never be sad. Well, for my waifu should be <laughs> <Yeah>. actually <laughs> what the name of the stunt. I am so sad right now. I make I, people explode in sexual frustration from uh, the backstories of all of my waifu body pillows. <laughs> oh my Soul of the Andiri. Wow. <laughs> so for my third aspect. Mm-hmm. I came up with been there and done that or know somebody who has. So I've been all over the world and, and around again. Sure. So I've met an insane number of people in my very long career as a CIA officer. And, uh, you know, if I haven't, you know, I'm not saying it's like jack of all trades. I know how to do everything. It's just that, oh, I've heard of this guy doing this. It's more informational than anything else. Sure. Or I can directly consult by invoking that aspect with somebody who is still alive from those days, um, sure. you, you know, with who, who are like subject matter experts on like satellite photography or something like that. So I have my first stunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to say, okay. so I have a frightening appearance. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just thought back to that old Michael J. Fox movie, the frighteners. Sure. And if I get the drop on somebody, I can turn full on spectral, just awfulness, just you know, like sure. scream at them, which would give me a give pl- like the Beetlejuice face, the Beetlejuice right? face, yeah. essentially, you know, where my skin just desiccates and yeah. and my hair goes wild and wind effects and all this shit, 
And um, so it would give me a plus two to my sneak when frightening somebody, you know, in that specific circumstance. But I have to get the drop on them. I just can't walk up sure. to them and go, oh, blah, 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 well, you know. Okay, so do you want to – because those two things sound like they're disparate. Like you're – are you trying to frighten someone to cow them or to, like, get them to look away? Or are you trying to Well, it would be to cow. it would be to cow them, but I would have to sneak up on them to do that. Okay. So it, it's like I can't just well, walk up to somebody. It, I must appear from out of nowhere, essentially, sure. is what my thought was. Uh, yeah, but even but even so, in like in doing that, mm-hmm. because you're not trying to avoid detection anyway, I don't think it would be sneaky. Or yeah, I don't think it would be sneaky. Well, I thought I would have something. to avoid detection so that. Well, okay, okay. If I were to come out of nowhere, if you were, so if you're to come out of nowhere. And then you scare them. You're getting a plus two. What are you attempting to accomplish with this plus two to a roll? Are you attempting to hurt them, to, to frighten them away? To frighten them away. Okay. Then, yeah. Okay. Then that, that'll stand. Okay. Using like that. I, I misunderstood what you were trying to convey. Yeah. No. I mean, I just can't walk up to somebody on the street and go, ooga booga. You know? Well, and yeah. Also, well, you just, can't have like, you can't just be sitting there having a conversation with someone and go, well, I'm going to scare them now. Yeah. You know, yeah it yeah, doesn't work right. like that. You know, I. I well, the, the, way, the way that it read read that you were scaring them so that you could sneak past them. No, like, no, oh, it's the other way around. Yeah. I okay. have to sneak up to them to frighten them sure. is what okay. I meant. This so. is you, you get them to leave them Yes, yes. Type, type stuff. All right, yeah. Essentially. And then the second one that I'm thinking is, is that um, my guy's signature weapon was a one-shot silhouette pistol. Okay. You know, because he never missed in life. And I thought... Could we do something, and this is where I need your knowledge of the system, could I do something where I can manifest a weapon, a ghost weapon, that I can shoot somebody with once per session? Let's see. So this would just be like a type of attack or yeah. something like that? Um, yeah. Um, I would say that I would say that once per session you could manifest your, like a relic from the past, your your. Mm-hmm. your in fact, I would let it even be one of one or two things. One or one or two, like oh, I also had this pocket knife, or I have this gun, okay. or, you know, what, whatever. Like a signature to, to basically make a either quick or forceful attack. Okay, and you you will get plus two to it, but you can only do it the one time where you're just like I focus all of my ghostly essence right to bow. form this thing yeah, to, form to this either thing. make the stabby or the shooty. Yeah. Okay, that's my two. Sure. No one's gonna go for three. Nah. Everybody's playing it safe. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: like as we're playing, you can just create more. Like we, if we get to a point where it's like, oh, we're surrounded, we're surrounded, not like combat wise, but it's just like we're in the company of all these mobsters, and there's you know a bunch of gang members and stuff, and one of you just has to like, well, my character would know about that because of his background. We can come up with on the fly. You can add an aspect that staples that onto your character sheet. And it's like it's totally encouraged that you guys have that happen. Your characters grow and expand uh, just with the knowledge that once you get to five, you're sort of locked in until milestones of the game happen, and they'll they'll allow you chances to change things around. Cool. So still thinking, Brian. Mm-hmm. Is there any like what do you what some cool shit you want to do? Maybe I can help you. We've, we've well, historically been decent at doing that as a team. Yeah. 
if we're following the the Frankenstein thing, I don't really want to do anything that's fire related unless it leads to rage. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything he's like particularly good at fighting against? Yeah. Like, is he like is maybe he's I mean, damage resistant? How how about how about this, Brian? How about because of your uh, makeshift body, you get a plus two to fighting forcefully when near fire. Yeah. Because yeah, that I gives you so. that gives you total license to like fire bad <laughs> and then you just fire like, bad. <coughs> fire, Ow. fire bad. Ow. Ah. That hurts. Is that yeah, sounds good to me. I held okay. this torch up my ass for five I years. Was thinking about having a stun called <laughs> You bring I've been holding fire this. around me again. I'll stab you in the eye with a soldering iron. I wanted to do the thing I did with the Martian where I had storage. Storage. I was going to say, you can store things in the strangest places. I'm fascinated with putting Honestly, yeah, storage you like take off his arm and just shove it in there. Or... You know how many men I decapitated oh. with that thing? <laughs> With it's, your Martian character? With the Martian character squatting on him? A lot. That's so terrible. And then I'd eat their bodies. Oh, my <laughs> Remember God. Remember that? Oh, that was fun. So, all right, here, let me ask ask you this about your character. Do, do you need to stay fully formed? Like, are you vulnerable? Because do you even have all of your stuff in there? Do you have extra stuff? <laughs> is, <laughs> is there... That might be funny. Are you... Yeah, are you up to, like, four or five hearts? <laughs> Are you periodically that would be really funny? Are you it? are you periodically needing to replace them, maybe, to keep yourself running? That might be fun. Yeah, have pieces falling off me and stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be w- on purpose or accident. Yeah, that could uh, that could simulate your health or, bar every time. I was going to say certain certain stress yeah. that he takes, like maybe at really high stress levels, <laughs> he loses a piece. Just like we need to smuggle something somewhere, and someone's got to take the knife to you to remove a couple of kidneys and a liver. Get a package up inside you. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ways you can I go will with say it. this. I, I did have the birthday cake <laughs> stunt. Oh but, uh, you know, I didn't know if it went too far. Hmm? I like to go far, though. Go for it. What should we call it? Just birthday cake? <laughs> Just call it whatever you want, man. <laughs> okay. Very well. Birthday cake. Nail file so and the birthday cake. What the hell yeah. does that mean? So oh, you'll we'll know what it means. <laughs> So all right, so let's let's work on the parameters of this. What do you what do you want to be able to do? Do you want to once per session? Oh, I've got that. <laughs> yes. Pull it out of you. That's exactly Go it. Go for it. That's what I was doing. Yeah. That's perfect. All right, dude. Oh my god, we need the key to open this door. Oh, I got it. <laughs> well, okay. So within reason, it has to be something that you would have had. Something general. It can't you, be like the specific. You can't pull out the magical MacGuffin, right? I guess. Yeah. Right. But you can. For instance, like, oh, I've got a gun or I've got, you know, whatever. Bear mace. (laughs) Yeah. No, I brought chloroform just in case. (laughs) I've been holding this. I also brought rope and chloroform since 1942. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Brad. So there's two dead guys on the team. Well, they're different kinds of dead guys. But how dead are they? Slightly awkward. So did we codify, like, what we're called or... No, that yeah, comes. Like that, or we want to talk about like that comes now. The, uh, the German Seven. Do you the Quartet Five? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Einder, Zweider, and Trider. 
It is greater than four, but less than six. (laughs) Yeah, we should totally have some kind of like Hungarian that translates to that or something. (laughs) What are we in Alabama or something? Brute fist. (laughs) Brute fist. (laughs) No, we could totally be like, um, we could all be fingers of the same hand. Like we could just be called (laughs) fist. And each of us is a finger. But FIST but is an acronym that none of you ever bring up what it stands for. You know, uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was in a movie called FIST. That was an acronym, huh? That was an acronym. I think it was an early, like, Teamster-style union or something. Yeah. It was a period piece. I'm just saying. Um, I have two things specifically built up for the group thing that we're working on right now. Uh, one is for a business, and one is for... Private investigators. Which side of that line do you want to to lean more on? Because you're you're clearly in a business working together that at least has that as part of it. Right. Do you want that to be mostly what you deal with, or do you occasionally want to? I have envision to deal that as like more loose knit, and that we just kind of take on jobs like on a job by job basis, especially if we want to have any kind of rotating cast of characters. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's just. Maybe somebody like the actual detective has an actual detective office, but then the rest of us meets at there just being like a just a a neutral ground that we hang out in. Maybe there's a diner, like an old fifties style diner on the on the common ground, you know, right next to the church. Here's here's the here's the leanings of that. Uh, Investigators would have more mysteries and stuff, Mm. whereas a air quotes business would have more uh, non investigation leaning stuff. So you might be hired to do security or you might be hired to do some nefarious work or do particular things that investigators may not be hired to do. So that is what I leave up to you. That being said, you're still going to be investigators of some sort. Like on some level, there will be things you don't know that you need to know. I guess it just depends upon what we envision the characters being called on to do in that case. Because, you know, if we're intermediaries or arbitrators, like, you know, it could be it could be anything, you know. Right. If it's just like, well, we need an outside party to do X, you know, to deliver this into so-and-so territory or whatever. So, so maybe business would be more. Applicable. I'm thinking, you know, like a kind of private security firm. Mm-hmm. Right. Along the lines of Blackwater. But, you know, urban and local, you know, where we don't have a... Uh, like a Blackwater franchise. Maybe. Deadwater. Deadwater. <laughs> you know. But, you know, something where it has a very loose definition, but it's still allowable. And I think we should be based inside a happy state. A condemned happy state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envisioning the sign. But can our origins be tied back to Africa? You don't even remember happy state, so... Dude, I live in a happy state. <laughs> I'm okay with steak of any kind. So, steak. Chuck Wagon? Chuck Wagon. Was that a that? buffet or? Like a burger joint or something. I don't, I don't remember Chuck Wagon. I kind of remember Chuck Wagon. I remember the Chuck Wagon the dogs would, would chase after. Oh, God. It was like literally oh, yeah. the little stagecoach yeah. stage yeah. wagon yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would go into a cabinet. Mm-hmm. And there'd be the bag of chuck wagon. Right. Yeah. It's the only chuck wagon I know. Yeah. But yeah, just some kind of, we just take contracts, like I would assume. Almost kind of shadow runny. Yeah. 
you know, was making earlier, but yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, well, except it, it, you're not super people starting out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which was my problem with Shadowrun. And even Shadowrun, it tends to be very, like, go steal the thing, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's kind yeah, of rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah, I mean, usually. No, it's very much, uh, I think in the cyberpunk genre, is somebody has something that somebody else wants, so you have to go get that thing from somebody. And in this milieu, we wouldn't have like these huge organizations that were breaking into and you know, right. running afoul of. And, like, might be a local mobster one week, and it might be a city alderman the next. I mean, who knows? Right. It could be small scale or large scale, for that matter. Mm-hmm. There's. I can dig that. I don't know. I don't know what you guys where where you would like to be based out. That that I. Pretty much, I'm going to leave it like of a of a diner, restaurant, or something like that. That's still kind of just operating, but you know, its clientele has become just totally. So you you guys like work upstairs, like second story, like offices over a diner. Yeah, sure. Um, Who runs it? Be a deli or something, even like whatever. Yeah, deli of mysterious meats. Who's in charge of Um, of the diner? Yeah. Oh, Um, Joe Bob, the lovable tramp from New Zealand. I just had a flash of Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch and uh, Chuck Stag, Chuck Stag, Chuck uh, Wagoner, <laughs> Ch- Charles Wagoner. It's, it's pronounced Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> but yeah, that can. So, do you want it to be more of a deli butcher shop kind of deal like that? So Chuck Wagner <laughs> runs Chuck's Steakhouse. Chuck Steaks. I think it's just called Chuck's. Chuck's. Okay. So we fleshed out this world now. <laughs> yeah. How okay. How do you guys know Chuck? See that's the thing. Is this like is this position is this job something that has existed and we just have occupied it, or is this something that we that is, you know that that's, is a, well, that's that's that is I'm asking team. that I know, I know. Okay. I know that. I'm asking that question. Like, do we want that to be something that this is we we started this because there was a need, or is this like something that's always kind of been is around. this a thing that the different, I don't know, you want to call them species or whatever? Well, I would just call them gangs. It sounds like they're all kind of organized into different. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, is it something where the higher-ups create this group to handle the PR nightmare? Mm, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Like, the, the higher-ups that would do something like that, there's not very many of them. Mm. Maybe in, in the past, you know, there when things were maybe more structured, well, yeah, less balkanized. That's, like a way, maybe, that's a way to go. Like maybe they had a council of this people. This position has existed for a long right. time. Right, and this is just kind of a simplified yeah. version of a, uh, of a traditional role that existed in this kind of loose-knit society that we've just decided to occupy, you know, for whatever reason. Because we, we don't have our place amongst... You know, amongst these people, because all of our characters are kind of like don't really fit the mold of like, oh, he's a vampire or werewolf or right. whatever. You know, so yeah. I'm thinking this is right across the street from the tenement building that I haunt. So sure, yeah, That's, you know, maybe I just decided to poke my head in to see what was going on one time, and oh, yeah. So oh, no, that like that's cool. So then, so then this is a more. Maybe. At least it's trying to be gentrified in this area. Yeah. So it's this is like Chuck's artisanal meats. Oh, don't okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You brought I'm it fresh. in, man. I asked the I'm question. I'm saying he has to. Said, yeah. No. That that's fine. It's not. It's not awful. He's obviously got a handlebar mustache. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and he comes to work yeah. on a penny farthing. But other than that, and <laughs> oh his pet ferret that he keeps on his shoulder, like it were a parrot. Right. He's a totally normal guy. 
Sounds like he's one of your friends. He's got a oh, golden girl. you. <laughs> no, like, I mean, your ghost friend. Like, My go- you know, well. Soviet assassin or something. Yeah. <laughs> got into fine meats. <laughs> <laughs> you Sergei the butcher. He's, he's got a golden girl's neck tattoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe they handle, like, body disposal as well or something like that. And it's like, one, it's just like this oh, kind of, like, man. this is like the utility office. Maybe, maybe it's like the utility office oh, of like no. the supernatural, you know, and it's just like, well, you got to call, call it, you know, yeah. call the utility office or whatever. And oh, there's, like, there's definitely a couple of places in town that have things that wouldn't care what kind of meat right. it was eating. So he learned his, I, I, I think yeah. my joke went unheard, but the grave yeah. 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 yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought he said gravy to fork. No, gravy to fork. Gravy to fork, that works. Maybe he learned his butchery in field. Yeah. Maybe he's a serial killer. What if yeah. he's like a Dexter? They keep himself in diner. check or something by uh, handling handling stuff. Maybe he was a cleaner that worked for the CIA at one point. <laughs> Man, this guy could be like some kind of monstrous Q mm. or whatever, right? Mm. Is that what am I thinking of? You know, like me. Like he's always got parts for me. If right. stuff's falling off, I can sew it on. And He's got all kinds of ways of taking people out. So, so all right. So be, I'm going to... I'm going to let you have basically one stunt. So do you want that stunt to be that uh, because of your, you know, whatever, your crew at this hideout, do you want it to be that Chuck can fix you guys? Like he's oh, he's got some kind of thing. I like that. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I like it. So, yeah. So that that'll be kind of his deal. Like it's not. He doesn't want to go to that well all the time. Um, and he's not going to be able to do it. Maybe know, that, every that, session, that's a yeah. pretty good hook for why we would have even come into his orbit in the first place. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, it's like a you Siberian. need a job, you need some extra shekels or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, go do this. And all, and all Siberian of a becomes shaman. A, becomes a thing. He's a Siberian yeah. shaman. He can talk with the dead. He's like a gypsy. <laughs> He's got a wooden nose. <laughs> I like the wooden nose. Part. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> That's pretty <right>? fucking cool. <laughs> That'd be great. He never gives me the noses. Like he just collects them, but he doesn't. Mm. He just has a wooden nose. He never wears them. But he just won't let me have the noses. He's got some kind of fetish. You could have everything but nose. <laughs> no nose. No nose. What's that awful Dan Aykroyd movie? Where he plays the judge and he has like a penis nose. Like, <laughs> like someone's penis is. What, what is it? <laughs> so Chevy, Chevy like, Chase like and Demi Moore. Or? Nothing but trouble. Nothing oh, but trouble. Oh, God. oh God! Turn your stomach. That movie will turn your stomach. <laughs> and it, it was like getting more pronounced. Wasn't yes. It? By the end yeah. of it, it's just like ah. Yeah. <laughs> My nose is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Literally had a dick nose. This stomach was gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that just took the wind out of my sails. I'm, I'm glad you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what if he didn't have a wooden nose? But there is a point where he goes like upstairs and he takes his nose off, right? Like he takes parts of his face off because oh they're all God. prosthetic stuff. Jesus. He does. That's why I thought of it because the wooden nose. That's what we are now officially off the rails. I think you should have a wooden nose. Yeah. I'm great. I'm going to veto that. No wooden nose? You're just Come some kind of body part. Just, you need to have a wooden you body part. Okay. Wooden. wooden ears. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> wooden eyebrows? 
Go, go for it. Go for whatever you're gonna do. All right. I'm 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 letting you create this. I um I want to put what if it's I just want to I just want to put it out on the table. Uh, we have the perfect perfect opportunity to just have a morning wood joke all day. <laughs> Wooden no. Wang. He could he's totally got have a mammoth. He's got ivory wood. nose. Yeah. That would be the greatest yeah. thing wow. I've ever Sib- heard. He's from Siberia. From Siberia. Yeah. It's unfortunate they passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate they passed that ivory law, so now they got to arrest you. He's yeah. not in this town. They wouldn't he's, find him. He's too important. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. He's got a scrimshaw nose. <laughs> That's his character. That's his whole character. His whole character hangs on that nose. All right. He's he got to have the nose. to figure out how he got the nose <laughs> right. and what happened. And it's a different story that, every time. He that, saw an yeah, episode of Spongebob and saw Squidward, and that was that was his inspiration. I ever mm. tell you how I got these scars? He's me the secret story. I can't tell you. So does he have a wooden nose or a mammoth ivory nose? Either way is fine by me. Wooden. Wooden? Wooden. I guess there's wood in Siberia. Yeah, isn't it <laughs> taiga? Like, it's like the whole thing is like forest. What if it's made of a piece of the ark? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> he has a holy relic. No, no, he doesn't. You guys are dumb. <laughs> I ran a game I, where someone has something. Like that. <laughs> it's like the Ark of the Covenant or something, you know, it's just it's, an end piece. It's uh, it was actually a wood carving from Noah's Ark, which is actually a key to the Ark of the Covenant Bam. that we need later on in the story to defeat the Super Devil. <laughs> He's at least six inches taller than the normal devil and rides a motorcycle mm. and has a jar of marmalade that we believe <laughs> makes you commit adultery. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. You've renewed my faith in the future. Carter. I can't keep going on, Carter. Someone's got to pick up after me. I mean, apparently it was Family Guy. I just... Oh, shit. That's great. So does he make marmalade? Can we have a wooden nose? That's his wife, Anya. Anya's, mar- Anya's marmalade. So I'd like to note that this has gone from, oh, it's a restaurant, to it's a deli, to it's a butcher shop, to it's a guy who makes marmalade. <laughs> Maybe it's a flying J. They have all of that. It's deli, butcher, slash, butcher, hyphen, butcher. You get yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, get rid of a lot of stuff in a deli. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a room in the back that's just completely empty with a blood drain in the floor. Right. Yep. A couple of uh, movable countertops that... Maybe you guys have been put up on top of once or twice. Rails and meat hooks and yeah, you know the like whole that. thing. Sergey. So Sergey worked for the other side too. Back during Sergei. the Cold War. So he's not a human. Oh, he's a human. He's just so a he's human like Russian. I mean, are you yeah. saying that Russians are subhuman? I mean, what? Could be fifty. He could have been a young man. I mean, yeah. Maybe he, he hardly like worked during seven years old. Yeah. Then he didn't work. He didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. He, he was apprentice. He laid car bombs, and that's how he lost his nose. <laughs> he could have been 60. I mean, he could be 60, 65. I mean, that's that's Cold War age. Baby boomer. Sergey the baby boomer. A young <laughs> I'm just bomb. saying somebody who was born 
Does he lay down car bombs in the shape of babies? Car a baby <laughs> boomer? He's the baby boomer. I'm, I'm not discounting it, but, like, okay, so he's going to be an older gentleman. Yeah. All right. Uh, so tell me some more things about him, if, if this is what we're doing. <laughs> he, has wife, he has wife named Manya, who makes marmalade. Yeah, she makes jams and preserves. His son is it an is. Eastern Orthodox priest, in case we need the holy warrior. On our side. Okay. That's fine. That's doable. Uh, that's how he could hide the holy relic, by making a wooden nose out of it, right? Or hiding the relic <laughs> in the wooden nose. Or hiding it in the nose? Yeah. <laughs> that's shaped like a penis. No. <laughs> no it's, a regular, it's a big nose, and it opens like one of those lockets. There's a picture of his wife. And then, like, this other slot that has, like, microphones. So it has a cameo on one side. <laughs> right. All right. And the we... other side is a snuff box. So if he just goes smack to the side of his nose, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> See how great that is? I think we need to stop kidding ourselves. That nose is the holy relic. It's. So it has maybe it is the petrified nose of St. John of Arimathea. I'm I'm going to weigh in here. <laughs> I'm going to cut some of this off because it's awful, just like all of you. Or is it the greatest thing ever? <laughs> so yeah, he he looks like he has twenty. He is twenty. You have known okay. him for forty years, fifty okay. years. Okay. He has looked different. Sleep experiment. But ooh, I like that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it went too far. Um, <laughs> But, it, but they were so close. So he's he's had you know different sizes of frame. It's very peculiar, and he will not talk about it. Okay. But at various times, you have seen him with a prosthetic arm. Okay. That is carved from wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he no longer has that. He has an arm. Uh, he has been six five. And 5'10", and everywhere in between a few times in this 30 years. Okay. Now he sports a stylish wooden nose. Yes! <laughs> uh, he does have a wife whose son is a priest. Okay. Uh, the son is adopted. Okay. I dig it. Um, the wife, you have only... Known because I'm assuming you're the one who knows him because mm-hmm. that she's only been around for about five to six years. Okay, uh, she is also in her late 20s, early 30s. Um, or no, for her to have 18, 20s, she's in the 40s, so it's a it's a September May relationship yes. between the two of them. Um, but you have noticeably seen her age those five years. It's that's sort of like a spectacle to you now. Like it's one of the things you do where you just kind of fade in at a time. Of like, oh yeah, I guess it's been eight months. Yeah, you have a haircut now, and do this, and you're two more steps closer to the grave. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in doing this, uh, you are not going to have uh, an affluent level of income. That's going to be fairly low, and. Have you been doing it a long time? Or is this like... We got, we got started... I figured my guy's been doing it for a couple of years. 
at least. What about the rest of you? So, okay, have you been doing this type of thing for a long time? And also, have you been doing this together for a long time? The two separate questions. I think I've been brought into the orbit of this a few times before. I mean, I typically was haunting my block more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But maybe I was drawn in on a case that involved former spies or something like that. And okay, so could Chuck have called you in to talk to this guy? Yeah. As you needed someone to help you get info on someone? or And I'd say since... The late 30s when this happened to me That I've spent this entire time Hunting down The crooked cops And the mafia that set us both up And my body is made from pieces of those people I've hunted down Okay So is your brain like one half mobster One half cop Kind of, I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so what What you know of it is that you were initially stitched together from two people. Uh, you, <clears throat> flashes of their memory that course through your mind like searing stings of lightning. Like, and in fact, if you try and focus on them long enough, like, it actually seems to create a charge in you. And it all... Oh like hurts you a lot so it's sort of dangerous but it also could help you remember shit that they know um you were created in the 30s by victor stitch on the quest to do something he was on uh, he was on his way towards doing something obviously it had to do with creating a person you are one of the early results of that uh he runs a huge organized crime syndicate so how did you fall out with him and why are you hunting mobsters and cops i don't know i mean i guess these these visions that i'm picking up from people as the years have gone by i guess when it first happened it was pretty black and white it was like we were set up and so i got the immediate people who were there, right? And then as I somehow got a hold of their... So so do you do this yourself? Are you occasionally the one who's replacing your own things or doing yeah. stuff, or does someone else do it? Yeah, do I think it? occasionally I'll replace my own so, stuff. So the thing, the, the only the thing that makes sense to you is that I've stumbled upon it, and I don't have anywhere near the smarts that the guy who made me did. So he must have some sort of apparatus that does it amazingly well. But you you basically can get like, oh, I'm going to get this brain in a jar and lightning and whatever. And okay, I'm fixing my mind. So does that mean like every once in a while you're, you start going foggy and just losing yourself? And sure. And eating, tapping up? Yeah. So you're like a body vampire. Oh. Cool. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But then if you've done that and you can like, oh, I, I can get going and I, I only slowly lose these memories and stuff. Imagine how well he must be doing with all of the resources and time not having to like also eke out a living. So how did you two meet Chuck? I would like to 
say that probably af- after leaving the military, I drifted for a while. And at one point, I just kind of drifted into town looking for some stable work. And with my background, and I heard like it was kind of this was kind of like some sort of not necessarily strong arm thing, but like almost like a private organization to kind of uh, help keep the city uh, quote unquote safe. I uh, decided to try to join up with them. Okay. Um, when did you get your introduction to sorcery? Uh, I want to say maybe that's tied into the military, like light, you know, sorcery type stuff. Because I, I, I would think that you know a military would want to weaponize something like that. So maybe sure. I, so star- that like, I started it. <clears throat> I started it in there, and then when I got into the main city, where like it's more, I guess. Uh, roguelike you know roguelike you know sorcery you know it's not necessarily by the books you know um yeah by the books easy stuff it's more you know more risk more reward type sorcery. so so you had this regimented training that was very like by the books not like yeah it's reliable yeah it was very kind of predictable almost like so uh so say take for example like a regular mages guild but then how they would outlaw something like blood magic where it's way more risky where it's like you'll be using your own life force to use your magic type of thing so it's kind of like that almost i would i would think so in you know then just from like others being able to sense it on you there are a, there's a lot of people who can do just a little bit of something yeah. magical. There's a few people who can who have some actual mojo. Yeah. Uh, in town, <clears throat> there is a it's a rundown. It used to be a community college, but it was condemned and closed. Uh, and another nicer one was built, like basically just outside of the uh, city limits. Um, that was much larger. So this one, you don't know these specifics, but there's people that talk of the school. Um, the There's a couple of different names for it. But if you go there at the right times and you know how to look and what sigils to activate or deactivate or whatever, you can get into this circle of people that are kind of like teaching like it were a uh, wizard's college. But it's it's run by people who would willingly work out of derelict buildings recreationally. So there's a lot of fucked up stuff. There's people who just have wild ideas. But one of the people spends you, that you know of spends like the majority of his life in the form of an owl because he learned how to shift his shape and is just like kind of a crazy person. Um, so yeah, do you have any dealings with those guys, or do you just like they're fucking weirdos and they're doing illegal stuff? stay away from them or are you like i'm gonna stop all of those guys i would say if it came down to like if if my character knew that they were like abducting and harming the helpless i would want to go in to stop them and yeah. i wouldn't want to deal with like i wouldn't want to like deal with them um in the sense of like illegal activity okay uh yeah so that that's not happening like they they're too snobby and like they consider themselves like the highest of the highbrow and they wouldn't even bother to deal with someone who doesn't already know enough to get there and start learning stuff by themselves. Okay. So they're not like abducting people. Uh, 
Now, some of the people who are just out on the streets who've like tricked into like, oh, if I draw these things and I say these words at the same time, I can I can talk to something, and it wants me to bring it people. Some people like that exist in the city. <laughs> There's some bad situations. So okay, so how did you meet Chuck? Uh, how did I, um, well, you know, it was kind of like I was, I was hearing, um, like I was hearing, I suppose like whispers of like, say like, uh, an organization of, I guess, uh, strong willed people that are trying to like, um, protect or regulate the, the whole supernatural side of the city. And I, it piqued my interest and I wanted to learn more about what, like what quote unquote little magic was taught to me in the military. So I kind of I was I was hearing things about that diner. So I went in, started talking around, started to talk up Chuck, and uh, you know, kind of showed him a couple of things I could do and what I was proficient in, and we kind of just went from there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Maybe did a couple of minor jobs to show him like that I would I was proficient enough to actually you know hang with the you know hang with the cool kids so to say. All right. Yeah. That sounds pretty rad. So that's. Pretty good. We got to start. We got the city kind of built. You guys all have some some caricatures. Uh, you got the group sheet pretty much filled out. I will get a copy of that to people via textual message uh, or just bring it next time we do this. Um, it's pretty late, so I don't want to start doing things. Sure. But... Uh, is there any anything else? Something I didn't cover? Something that someone has questions about? Something uh, you need to know? Do we all live at the place? You probably stay at like your. I don't. I'm, I'm dead. So yeah. you do you? Okay. So do you fade out for periods of time, and that's like your sleep, or I would say so. To, it, okay. it would. I. I just. I find a corner, a dark corner of a, of the building that's not being used, or I might sure. go on the rooftop, or. You know stuff yeah. like that. No, the uh, the the pub. There's notoriously there's a table in the corner and no one wants it because it's always freezing. Yeah, regardless. Well, regardless perfect. Of, so I go there and smoke ghost cigarettes that don't really <laughs> do anything. Yeah, just memories. You know. But they still give people cancer. Oh yeah, yeah. No, completely. You, you've, uh, you have ghost cancer, and I, the people around you are getting <laughs> are slowly getting yeah. secondhand ghost cancer. My guy found out he had terminal lung cancer before he took the Berlin job. Oh, oh, there you go. It's tragic. It is. My character probably like maintains a like an office in the upstairs. Like he's just staked staked a corner out. So, is he, it is it like so that's is it cars. like that's the front? And then you have a sleeping quarters, or is it just like sleeps in his chair if they're rolling? I mean, okay, you know, or there's a couch. Sure, 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 sure. He has a very comfortable rug. Yeah, there's a couch that he just, yeah, mm. like whatever. Okay, that yeah, kind of thing. What, what about you, sir? When Where did do I you, hang out? Well, when did you meet Chuck? For starters, we didn't go over that. Um, I think when I started going after these people and uh, went in there a couple times. And I saw his prowess with cutting meat and um, kind of, you know, investigated him. Things didn't look quite on the up and up. Sure. And, uh, well, because there, there are non-supernatural people who come to Chuck and they're just like, I just need a doctor, but I can't go to a hospital. And he does that. But then there's this extra step <laughs> that you guys know about. So I basically, you know, I started talking with him and. 
he showed me a few things, you know, and that's how I kind of learned what I did learn about is piecing myself together. Nah. Stuff like that, you know, newspaper and PVC pipe work real good for missing bones and stuff. You can, like, <laughs> stuff that in your leg and all that sort of thing. Sure. Fantastic. Okay. So, any more questions, comments, concerns? I will say the problem with ghost cancer is that it shows no signs. It's mm-hmm. the hidden yeah. killer because it actually never kills. Right. But once you, you die, just feel like ghost. You just, yeah, once you yeah. die, then all of a sudden you're like, you just feel like there's something spiritually wrong with yeah. a certain body part. And you're just like, I feel like if there's real smoke, <laughs> okay, all right, then. all right. So, so until that's, next time, that's it for session zero.